you've got that massive historic PFL versus Bellator card. It is a big one. It's a pay-per-view. It's PFL champs versus Bellator champs and PFL stars versus Bellator stars. Historical night. First time in MMA history that a place like this is hosting Saudi Arabia, a big MMA card. It's, in fact, the first major MMA event to take place in Saudi Arabia and the first cross-promotional event between both PFL and Bellator with former champions and current champions colliding in one epic night. The headliner, like I said earlier, is Henan La Problema Fejera going up against Ryan Bader. They go toe-to-toe in a fight that I think will determine who Francis Ngannou will fight in his PFL debut. That's the plan. And I wouldn't be surprised if they announce that that seems to be the direction. So stay tuned. Also, as we said earlier, Johnny Eblen against Impa Kasangane. They did save Patricio Pitbull. He's going to remain on the card. Aaron Pico as well. Clarissa Shields on the card. Yoel Romero. Um, Tiago Santos. Whole bunch of big names. It's all going down. This Saturday, February 24th, live on ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View and DAZN. That's ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View or DAZN. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... The Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life. On this Monday, November 29th, 2021. Hello again, everyone. I'm Ariel Hawani. If you were celebrating Thanksgiving this past week, weekend, I hope you had a lovely Thanksgiving. One of the best times of the year. It has now come and gone. We talked all week long about what we're thankful for. So uh, I hope you had a similar, meaningful memorable holiday weekend and now we look ahead to december the final monday in november for the year 2021 what a year it has been especially for me holy smokes if you would have told me this time last year the monday after thanksgiving that i'd be sitting in this chair doing this show i probably wouldn't believe you but i'm so thankful to be here great show lots to discuss of course no ufc this past weekend But there was a lot going on in the world of combat sports. And can I just make a confession right off the bat? Like right off the bat. Small confession. I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to, you know, puff my chest out. But I would just like to say, if you strip away all the extracurricular stuff, I kind of liked triad combat. I kind of liked it. I I enjoyed myself. I'm not going to lie. I was entertained. The fights were a lot more fun than I thought they were going to be. Team MMA wins. Rampage and Shannon Briggs were not bad. Now, I don't know how long this can go on for. Uh, I think doing a show in a baseball stadium is a little bit strange, considering the fact that you're probably not going to sell it out or come close to selling it out. They said 22000 I don't know if I believe that. The point is, it was pretty damn fun. For an off, you know, I like that Thanksgiving weekend has become this sort of like non-UFC slash wacky event. I, I, I can I can live with that. But if that wasn't your thing, you had an incredible fight at the Hulu Theater here in New York City. Teofimo Lopez, George Cambosos Jr., one of the all-time great fights of the year, one of the biggest upsets 
in recent boxing history. Cambosos defeats Teofimo Lopez, becomes the unified champ at 135. And by the way, uh, I mean, 135, whether you're a boxing fan or an MMA fan, whether you're a boxer or an MMA fighter, has become the division du jour with that fight this past weekend. This weekend, we have Kyoji Horiguchi versus Sergio Pettis for the Bellator bantamweight title. You have Devin Haney fighting on Saturday against Jojo Diaz. You have Rob Font fighting Jose Aldo at 135 in the UFC. And then you have Javante Davis fighting on Sunday night on Showtime pay-per-view. There's a lot of 135ers who are incredible fighting in either boxing or mixed martial arts in the next few days, past week, that whole thing. So uh, a lot to discuss, a lot going on. We have a lot to break down. We have a lot of interesting people to talk to. So without further ado, let me get to today's lineup, and then we'll get to our first guest of the day. Before we get to all of that, I do want to let you know that today's program, as always, is being brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC and the MMA Hour. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use the code the MMA Hour for a special offer when you sign up. Again, that's code the MMA Hour only at DraftKings. Please support them because they support us at around 4 o'clock. We'll... Uh, be joined by New York Rick, Rick's Picks, the new and improved Rick's Picks. Stay tuned for that. We'll check in with GC, see how his final weekend in November went as far as bets are concerned. Remember, he did a little uh, tried combat action, a little boxing action, so we'll see how he fared in those realms. The aforementioned, how about this, George Combosos Jr. is going to join us on the show. The man who just pulled off that massive upset Saturday night at the Hulu Theater joining us on the show. How exciting is that? Yes, I know he's a boxer. But hey, we have a lot of Australian fans. You know I love boxing. You know I love my big moments. Why the hell not? Uh, so I'm very appreciative that he's going to be joining us. I saw Volkanovski and a lot of other Australian fighters rooting him on. The aforementioned Rampage Jackson will join us at 2.30. Always a fun time when I reunite with uh, old Quinton. And he's had a lot going on as of late. Jan Bochovic, in maybe his first interview since the loss, at least in English, We'll talk to him about the loss to Glover Teixeira, where he goes from here, all that and more. Hey, how about the uh, the sort of brand new, not really brand new anymore, UFC flyweight champion Brandon Moreno stopping by at 1.30. Haven't talked to him in quite some time. Haven't talked to him since he won the belt in June over Davison Figueredo. Of course, he's fighting him for a third time on January 22nd in Anaheim. He'll stop by at 1.30. But first, very excited to welcome, for the first time to this program, one of the great 135-pounders, who's competing this weekend. Like I said, we have the Bellator uh, bantamweight title on the line on Friday, but on Saturday, fantastic UFC main event going on at the Apex in Las Vegas. It's the legend, the former featherweight king, Jose Aldo, still doing his thing, of course, now at 135, going up against the streaking Rob Font. And Rob is kind enough to join us. So let's lead things off here with the aforementioned Rob Font. Hey, Rob, how are you? What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Great to have you uh, on the show for the first time as well. Uh, I know you're in Las Vegas out there course, getting ready for this massive fight for you. Uh, I, I just wanted to ask you because uh, I don't know if you even paid attention to this. There's a lot of 135ers fighting in MMA and boxing these days, uh, as I just laid it all out. Uh, do you watch, like even in the boxing world, like will you watch those guys? Do you, do you watch those guys maybe with a, a keener eye because they're your same you know, weight and the fighting styles can sometimes be the same. Um, yeah, I'm not the biggest, um, you know, fan of boxing like that, but I, I do watch here and there. Um, you know, I, I try to pick up as much as possible, but uh, I'm not like 
like I barely watched the 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 fight this uh the okay. last one that just happened uh, with the theme. You know, I'll, I'll watch the highlights and all that, and I'll go back and I'll study them. But I didn't, but I didn't really get down and sit down and watch it yet. But um, you know, I definitely respect what they do, and um, you know, I, I pick up as many tricks as possible from from the boxers. So, but yeah. Okay, so then let me ask you this. Better bantamweight fight this weekend. Sergio Pettis, Kyoji Haraguchi, Rob Font, Jose Aldo. Which is the better fight? <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to Sergio. That's my man. But you, know, you got to tune into the fine Aldo fight for sure, man. Okay. I had a feeling you were going to say that. Um, you were on a roll. It, it, it looks like you're very close to being in that title picture. And you're coming off that huge win over Cody Garbrandt. But could I ask you, Rob, could you even appreciate... The Cody Garbrandt fight, did you even get to celebrate the Cody Garbrandt fight? Because as those might recall, it feels so long ago now, shortly thereafter, you get the USADA notification that you're flagged. Then you're completely cleared of any wrongdoing. It was more a WADA issue. We could get into the weeds of all of it, but it happened so soon right after. I'm wondering if you were even able to bask in the glow of the victory. Um, yeah, obviously, I, I, um, I knew I didn't, you know, I wasn't taking anything and I wasn't really... Uh, too worried about it, but it was obviously, you know, you get that, you know, you saw the call and saying, you know, you got flagged or something. It was a little bit of a, you know, it was frightening and, and I was uh, worried for a little bit, but, you know, I knew deep down I didn't take anything, so I was good. Uh, but, as, but as far as enjoying the win, um, I, you know, I, I enjoyed it a little bit because, uh, you know, these fights, these 35 they're all they're all big fights. So I already know about you know winning, beating Cody Garbrandt was going to bring another monster on, which exactly what happened was. And that's how we got the Aldo fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because you're outside, the Wi-Fi isn't great. Uh, is it possible to go inside, or is that a problem? I got you. Let me go inside real quick. Okay, thanks. Uh, it's just because it's getting all choppy and want to hear everything that you're saying. Uh, big fight, Rob Font, Jose Aldo, main event this Saturday night, ESPN Plus. Um, is that a little better? I think it's getting better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's better already. Thanks, man. Sorry. It was a great background. And I'm jealous of the uh, the sun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to enjoy that sun, but, you know, it's all good. I appreciate it. Um, do you feel like it's one of those weird things where, you know, USADA gets involved and there's the initial news that you're flagged and then you're clear, but sometimes people don't pay attention to the clearing and just pay attention to the initial infraction. Do you feel like that thing has stuck with you? Or do you feel like people have forgotten about it and uh, you know aren't aren't looking at you in a funny way? Yeah, not at all. I think um, everything you know worked out perfectly. Um, you know, I feel like everybody almost felt bad for me. Yeah, there was a lot of people reaching out, like, "Bro, I'm sorry." Everybody telling me to sue everybody. You know, it was kind of like you know, I, I, yeah, I felt like it worked out perfect. Um, I knew I didn't do anything wrong. My team got behind it. Uh, Jeff and Donna, you know, they they with me the whole time, and you know, it was it was simple, it was an easy process. We just had to prove our case. Once we did that, we had to just go through the the hearing, and it was a done deal. And um, but yeah, I feel like I haven't got any any hate or backlash at all from like fans or people, or and honestly, I think people you just kind of forgot about it too. Are you considering suing, or did you consider suing? No, not really. I just I just was kind of like, all right, cool. Like there was a little mix up. Whatever they changed the, the the ruling, they changed the how they even take the the test, and you know, I was on to the next one. It was something about like your hair, your shampoo, or something, right? <laughs> it was the lotion, it was the shampoo, it was a, uh, it was uh, basically all the cosmetic products. Um, That's crazy. That was taken, yeah. But I was taking had uh, in the hemp lotion that I was taking had uh, chemical in it, and that was it. We popped. Uh, 
But it, I guess, uh, yeah, they just switched on how they tested. So once okay. I found that out, I was cool with it. I was like, perfect. So yeah, this is past me and moving on to the next one. Okay. And just last thing on this, I heard your team, um, they submitted like a 35-page document or something like that. How stressful was the whole process of having to go through everything and then waiting for them to clear you? Like just that whole thing. Yeah, man. It was, it was, it was annoying. It was um, a solid probably, I would say, like three weeks of just putting together like uh, receipts, um, exactly what I ate fight week the, the weeks leading up to fight week um going around calling stores getting um exact products reading the labels it was yeah it was it was it was, it was tough we just had to basically prove our prove our case and that's the first thing don and uh you know um and uh and jeff when they first called and notified us they're like listen you know we believe you we know um you know because we, we work very closely with them like you know um, you know, you have no wrongdoing here, and um, just this is what we have to do. And then once we found out what we had to do, we, just, we all as a team put our head down and just figured out the problem. And um, yeah, shout out to everybody that helped out because it, it was it was it was tough at first, but once we kind of put the work in, you know, we, we figured out it, what chemical it was, and um, yeah, that was it. So you were then cleared of any wrongdoing there. Nevada does the same, and then we uh, think that we're going to get this bantamweight title fight between. Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan, and Aljo pulls out because of the neck, and then people start thinking about TJ, but then we come to realize, you know, he's recovering from surgery, so then they start thinking about you, and my understanding was there was an initial conversation, but you couldn't take the fight, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, so with that being said, as we're going through this whole uh, USADA deal, I decided to go to Texas and just hang, kind of hang out, relax, and because uh, I believe uh, I, I, I traveled to Texas, and we set up the, the final hearing in Texas. Me, Calvin, uh, his sister lives out there. So we all went out there as a team. Uh, manager and Coach Tyson was there. And we all, we kind of set up one of the days to, uh, for the hearing. And then uh, once we got cleared, it was like perfect. We hung out for a couple more days. And the plan was to get back home and um, obviously get back to training and everything. And came back with COVID. Wow. <laughs> and so I had to, I had to yeah, so I had to, I had to be sidelined for two, 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 two and a half weeks. So two and a half weeks of sitting around doing nothing. Then we get the call. It was just, it was just bad timing. We, uh, you know, we, we did like a mock kind of workout and try to feel it, try to really feel it out. It just wasn't really feeling. It'd have been, a, it'd have been a sloppy fight, man. Honestly, it'd have been like, I just wasn't feeling it. And then, so I had to turn it down and, and then, but we, we got fortunate enough. We got blessed with this fight. So, but yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was hurting for a couple of days, but we got over it and, um, yeah, man, just it was, it, was, it was unfortunate. It was a, a big opportunity that kind of stepped through. How tough was it to say no to that? Your first title shot. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough, man. It was. Uh, I was trying to figure out everything I possibly could to try to make it happen. And as I was sitting there, I was just like, "Wait, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how I can get to the fight. I'm not really focused on winning the fight. And like, yeah, that's one step already. Like, we're already behind, you know. And I was just like, you literally are just trying to like." pull things out your ass to try to figure out how to even make it to the fight. And that can't be good against a killer like obviously um Jan. So it was like just sit back, relax, something good something will come and we got the auto fight. Do you feel like it was so I mean no one wants to get COVID, no one wants to get sick, no one wants to turn down a fight. But in a way a bit of a blessing because you take that fight, you're not feeling good, you lose the fight, you go back to the, you know, back of the line, you, you know, probably for the best that you didn't take it, right? I think so. You know, I think especially the way this whole uh, division is kind of all messed up anyways, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, like obviously that would have guaranteed me a, a title shot next to winning that belt. 
but you know, still waiting around for Aljo. You know, you still be waiting around for him. Um, you know, then you still be waiting around for TJ. Uh, Corey's still kind of off, coming off a loss. So it was kind of like, all right, well, let's sit back, see what else shakes up. You know, even, you know, winning a big win over Aldo, I'm still kind of like in a weird spot, you know, because, you know, there's no there's no, no clear direction until uh, obviously Aldo man gets, uh, get, gets healthy. How do you feel about the whole Aljo situation? Did you feel like they should have uh, stripped him before that fight and made Jan versus Sanhagen an official title fight? Um, I, I don't think so. I think um, you know, give him a couple more, couple more months or whatever, a couple more weeks to kind of like figure out. Like, do you know how long he's technically out for? Or? Uh, it seems like maybe till March or so is the best case scenario. So it will be a year since the first fight. Oh damn, damn, yeah, it's kind of yeah, yeah, it is kind of a while. I mean. I mean, eventually, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it sucks. If I was in that position, I, I would, you know, I would, I would be like, man, slow down, give yeah. me a second, you know, because it's tough, you know. Uh, so I do feel for him, but uh, man, it's, it's been a while, you know, and obviously, but he's dealing with some serious injuries, so I, I get it, you know. Um, yeah, you know, you, you know, like obviously, the, the Corey, the Corey fight was fun. He still, uh, you know, Peter Young still has the belt. Let him, um, let him sit back, you know, and wait for uh, for Al Jermaine, like. I'm pretty sure you say, you say it's March. That that would be the best, you know, case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, say like, I, don't, I don't. Yeah. I think um, you know, keep, let him keep the belt. Let him let him fight it out, and then we'll clear all the all the all this mess up. I kind of feel like. Correct me if you feel otherwise. I feel like you and and Aldo are fighting to fight TJ in the number one contender spot. Like we're gonna have Jan versus Sterling, hopefully for the belt unification bout. TJ coming off that surgery, but coming off a big win. The winner of this fight on Saturday fights TJ for the number one contender spot. Does that make sense to you? I uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be cool, man. I hope I hope that's the the, the plan. You know, um, I, you know, perfect world. That's exactly how it plays out. Um, best case scenario, uh, they do strip Al Jermaine and they make the mean you know mean Peter uh, oh, okay. uh, fight for the belt. You know, so that'll be perfect world. Second case scenario would be obviously me fighting TJ, and I think obviously. Beating a guy like Aldo, then beating a guy like TJ, you can't deny him in the belt. So that'll be another the lock in. But you know that's a rougher route. That's two legends back to back. You know, so it's, it's, that's the rougher route. But you know, there's options. Uh, obviously, my 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 job is to get there and, and get through. You know, Aldo first. But there's there's some there's some options there. Uh, I saw a video that the UFC posted recently of you talking about your your first knockout in the UFC against George Roop, and you were talking about like, man, I'm fighting George Roop. I watch this guy in WEC, big stage, Vegas, all that stuff. I mean, when you think of WEC, one of the guys that you think of is Jose Aldo. Is it? I mean, a little surreal for you that you're fighting this legend. How do you how do you digest it? If you were feeling that way about George Roop all those years ago, how do you feel about fighting Jose Aldo now? Same thing, you know. Same thing. Get the same feeling. Same uh, same pressures. Uh, nothing's changed, you know. Like um, it's just. It's just, you know, it's just, it's just finally get to do it on Aldo, you know, um, same thing again. Like I, I didn't even, um, start watching MMA through the UFC. It was WC most. I started wow. watching the WC and, and then got into, um, into the UFC, you know, um, I, 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 those guys like the Faber, Cruz, Brown, uh, Carlos Khan, you know, uh, Doug, Doug, Ryan, Yaya, all those, all those guys, those guys that kind of first got, got, uh, 
introduced them to MMA was so then of course you know we all looked up to Aldo and um and Pettis and, and Donald Cerrone and all those guys but um Juke Root was one of those in that same kind of category so I, I've been here before I've dealt with this um I know what it feels like, you know, I know what it feels like to go in there and fight a guy like that. Now, obviously, it's not the same caliber as Aldo, but it's uh, it's similar. So it seems familiar. It feels it feels familiar. And, um, you know, I'm hyped for the challenge. And, uh, you know, like I feel like this is going to make me just, you know, have, force me to get a lot more creative in there and, and uh, make him work a lot harder. How do you feel about him in 2021, this version of Aldo? Do you feel like he's... He's losing a step. Like, you know, obviously you're going to prepare for the best version of Jose Aldo, right? But when, yeah, when you look at him yeah, now. You know, I was, yeah, no, I think he's, 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 a little, he's a little more, seemed like the, the Cheeto fight was a little more conservative. Uh, Frankie, he let it go a little bit more. I'm sorry, uh, the Munoz fight, uh, he let it go a little bit, a little bit more. But he looks sharp. He looks dangerous. He's putting together combinations. Um yeah, I mean, again, tough fight. It's Aldo. This is a tough fight. I'm, I'm not looking past him at all. Um, I'm putting everything into this camp, and um, this is going to be another um, tough, tough five-round fight. The biggest difference for you in this four-fight winning streak against massive names, right, before Cody and Marlon Moraes, so what, what's what's changed for you? What, what has allowed you to gain this confidence, go on this roll? A lot has been said of the New England cartel and how you guys are so tight, and your head coach, Tyson Chartier, who's become one of the best uh, head coach in the in the sport, Calvin Cater, of course, uh, one of the best guys in his weight class, one forty five. But for you, like, why does it feel like it's all coming together now? Um, you know, I, boring boring answer is like, uh, you know, I'm I kind of like wasn't. I guess I stopped trying to make everything perfect and, and wasn't afraid to 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 look bad or or make mistakes or 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 not dwell on the mistakes when I did make them in the fight. It was just like really living living in the moment and trying to kind of just take it play by play and and I think I really put that together um in these last couple of fights even without doing good or, or doing bad it was just having fun out there and I don't think I was doing that before and um you know it was working out I'm going out there I'm doing what I want to do not worrying about what these guys are doing and, and just having fun and and making mistakes on the, as I get to the W's before I was trying to make everything perfect ah, putting too much pressure on yourself yeah, I, would, I guess. Yeah, I guess you could say putting too much pressure, trying to trying to make a, like a paint a perfect picture instead of just going up there. Whatever happens, whatever happens, and having fun as as we do it. And uh, I think me doing that, I, I've gotten a lot more creative. I've gotten a, I'm enjoying the fight itself a lot more, and it's not, and it's not. I guess it's not work. You know, it's it's more of like again back to just enjoying and. and and remembering why I even started uh, fighting in the first place instead of just, all right, let's go out there. We got to do this, this, and that. Check this off. Check that off. And instead of just, you know, going out there, having fun, training, kind of taking that approach when it comes to training. But once we get in there, just go out there and, and have fun and play ball. Correct me if I'm wrong. You started fighting just because you wanted to lose weight, right? Like you, you didn't want to tra- – like you started training just because you wanted to lose weight. You didn't have aspirations to be a fighter. Yeah, um, it was kind of like I was delivering pizzas, and I ran to a deliver to a house that was uh they were doing jujitsu wow. in the in the garage, and um and I kind of like you know they broke it down. It was very interesting. I knew I knew it wasn't wrestling, but I also knew it wasn't um you know like boxing. I was like, what's going on? They're like, oh, it's jujitsu. They they uh they broke it down. Um, I checked out a gym in the in the, in the area, and um first kind of like again I was out delivering pizzas. I was kind of heavy at the time. I was kind of like 
I would check it out. I would always, um, I I would always kind of like shadow box and, and kind of like do a lot of like, uh, like me and my friends would always kind of sat box and play around with the boxing gloves, but nothing serious. So I always kind of have like some type of coordination and some type of movement. But then once I got in there, it was, it was over. I, I started taking the class, uh, the kickboxing classes and the jiu-jitsu class, and I just got addicted within like, probably six months I was taking a, a kickboxing smoker. Wow. Um, I lost that. Um, but it was kind of like, I just went out there and just did it. I was like, I just took six months of training and went out there and did it. We lost that. Um, at the time, this was in Tampa, Florida. Um, and then I, uh, moved to, uh, Boston, Mass, um, around 2009 and started training at City of Thong. And from there, it was the same thing. Just kept training, kept training. And then, took my first amateur fight, lost that one, uh, figured out, figured out what we had to do to fix the holes. And then, um, just went on a tear before, you know, we, uh, kind of took over the, 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 the local New England scene. And then, um, then we got the, we made our debut versus group in, um, 2014. If, if, if you're not delivering pizza to that house where the guys are doing jujitsu in the garage and you don't get exposed to that and it never comes your way, what do you think you're doing now in your life? I don't know, man. Fuck. Hopefully not fat. <laughs> like, hopefully, I don't know, man. Like, it was, How big it were was you? Rough. It was rough at that moment, too. Uh, I wasn't too big. It was like, I was like chubby, you know? Okay. I, was like, I was like probably like, like, like 185, like okay. just chubby. Like, yeah. It wasn't like fat, fat, but it was like, or, or huge like that. But I was just a chubby guy, kind of like wanting to just kind of slim up and, and, and you know, and um, get in shape. And then it just took over, man. It's just like, I all I could do was watch fights, watch old martial art movies, watch jiu-jitsu tournaments, boxing fights. I would watch uh, all the old UFC fights, and I would just I kind of just jumped into it, and just just over, got overwhelmed with it and just never stopped, never looked back. And before you know it, the finals held in the main event. It's crazy. What a story, man. That's yeah, unbelievable. Like, yeah, and like, yeah, I'm sitting there like, all right, let's do this. And like, you know, and again, like, like I was, I owe a lot to it, uh, a lot of, or a lot of the guidance to um, Tyson, because like, like, like I said, I, I just got in and just started trying things. I was like, like I, I, there was no rhyme or rhythm to what I was doing. I was like, let me try this, let me try that, let me just do that, and then just just figuring it out on the job, and and it was working for a few, and then obviously once I got the guidance, it just took off, and and and. Uh, and I got the structure and I understand, you know, uh, got to really understand what teamwork was and, and kind of, uh, you know, really got behind um, the mental side of the game, the nutrition side, the conditioning side. And, and then just putting together, uh, obviously, techniques from blending, obviously, to MMA, to, I'm sorry, jiu-jitsu, to wrestling, striking, and just trying to really trying to blend it in. And, you know, I mean, I'm still, still kind of on the job learning and figuring it out. And, you know, I, I got to, you know, I got a solid team behind me, and I'm, yeah, we're in a good spot. I'm just, I'm just happy um, I delivered that damn pizza. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, by the way, the the not putting pressure on yourself part, um, who opened your eyes to that? Was it Tyson? Was it someone else? Like to to just kind of let it go and have fun? Yeah, I think it was after that Sansa fight. Um, yeah. I was just in Vegas, and it was just my buddy Miguel was just like, "Listen, man, like you just you you just did, like you 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 look like you weren't having fun out there, like you just." You, you just kind of look like you're just, you know, going in there and just trying to like, like do what you guys wrote on paper instead of going out there and, and, and actually, you know, 
creating creating openings and, and creating knockouts and creating takedowns or whatever. You're just trying to like force things or if it doesn't work out, like you're trying to stick to a plan. It was just like, it looked like you're not having fun. And it was like, kind of hit me like, damn, you're kind of right. And then from there, it was just, we just, I don't know, it's like, I guess an attitude change or a mental shift or, but I just, just figured it out and went out there and just approached training a little differently with that same kind of mindset of just, you know, having fun and, and not making, making sure I'm not forcing things and trying to make everything perfect and just whatever happens, happens. And then just, being cool with just with that outcome well it is clearly working my friend uh you are on a roll you're beating some massive names you're fighting a massive name on saturday last thing for you how do you envision the fight ending on saturday night um yeah so i'm thinking you know um it's gonna be a fun rough first i would say two two minutes with this guy you know it's gonna be you know it's gonna be it's gonna be explosive it's gonna be quick it's gonna be up and down i think I need to slow him down the first two or three minutes and then, um, you know, pick him apart and look for the finish in, in that third, for third and fourth round. But, uh, again, that's easier said than done. Um, definitely want to push the pace. I want to, I want to, uh, you know, get in his face, let him know that, Hey, you know, I'm here, I'm, I'm going to be here and, uh, you know, it's going to be a long night. Um, and hopefully, you know, obviously we make him make mistakes and, and capitalize on all of them. Excited for it. Uh, congrats on all your success as of late. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun to see you turn into one of the top contenders at 135 pounds. Uh, I think you deserve a massive fight after this one. This is a massive fight, so I know you're not looking no, past uh, Jose Aldo. Wish you all the best on Saturday, and thanks for coming on, Rob. I really appreciate it. My man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. There he is. Quick word from our good friends over at DraftKings. Sportsbook. They are the official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers who deposit $5 or more can get a no-sweat bet of up to $1,000 back in a bonus bet. Yes, a lot going on now in the NBA as they turn the page on the the midway point, although it's a little bit past the midway point. All-Star game, bit of a mixed bag. But forget about all of that. The Knicks about to make a run. With Julius coming back, with OG coming back. I wonder what the... I think they're like a plus... Four, five hundred. What is this song, Frank? This sounds like uh... elevator music. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Anyway, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code DMMAR. New customers can get a no-sweat bet of up to a thousand dollars if your first bet loses. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Or if you're in New York, call eight seven seven eight Hope NY or text Hope NY. That's four six seven three six nine. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. No sweat bet. One no sweat bet, excuse me, per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash promos for deposit. Wagering and eligibility restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This sounds like uh, the music that... On my phone, my kids play these phones, uh, these games on my phone that they download off the app store. This sounds like the music on some of those games, you know? Yeah, it's good to, you know, have those memories. It's Rob Font joining us, one half of the headlining act on Saturday. Fun little UFC card, another Apex card. There are three events left, two fight nights, one pay-per-view. Komain is an awesome one as well. Hafel Faziev against Brad Riddell. Speaking of Australian combat sports, on fire as of late. You got Riddell on this card. You've got Jimmy Crude on this card. You have Jake Matthews on this card. Next week, Kaikar France, uh, who of course is part of CKB. Um, 
fighting. He is not from New Zealand. Excuse me, from Australia. He's from New Zealand. But, uh, you know, I kind of use CKB as a sister team of the uh, Australian Volkanovsky squad. In any event, uh, this particular card has those three Australians fighting on it. Hafel Faziev against uh, Brad Riddell is an amazing fight. Now I'm starting to doubt myself. Is Brad Riddell not from Australia? I thought he was from Australia. Did I screw that up? Here I am trying to get all cute with my... Dun, 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 dun. Was he born in Australia? No. Born in New Zealand. Boy, I messed that one up. Why did I say that? He fought an Australian named John Way Parr. Boy, oh boy. Okay, just can we just like rewind the tape there for a second? Anyway, that's a great fight. That is a great fight. Brad Riddell. I'll tell you who is from Australia. Jimmy Crew, I definitely know is from Australia. And Jake Matthews, definitely from Australia. Maki Patolo, Manel Cape. Mickey Gall returning, Luis Smolka. Prelims at 7 Eastern, main card at 10 Eastern on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Rob Font versus Jose Aldo is a great fight with huge implications because, like you said, if they do, in fact, strip Aljamain Sterling, which I don't think they're going to, and I think they're going to try to, excuse me, give him enough time as possible because they're going to do Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker, who also, you know, hails out of Australia. Uh, they're, they're hoping to do it in February. And so that one is, you know, all well and good. The next pay-per-view would be in March. That one isn't booked up yet. But there's no reason why they couldn't do that fight in April as well. What I'm trying to say is there doesn't seem to be any pressure at the moment to strip Sterling. They just had the, 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 the interim title fight. So I think he's in the clear. And by the looks of his... Social media, it seems like he's all good and he's training and he doesn't have uh, any setbacks that he's dealing with. And so I would think because of TJ's big win over Corey Sanhagen, because TJ versus Jose Aldo would be a massive number one contender fight, or TJ versus Rob Font, who is then coming off a win over Jose Aldo, would be a massive number one contender fight. I feel like these guys are fighting for a chance to fight TJ Dillashaw in a number one contender fight at 135 pounds. And look at these wins recently for Rob Font. You know, soft-spoken guy, doesn't puff his chest out a lot, but a win over Sergio Pettis, who, of course, is the Bellator bantamweight champion. Ricky Simone, Marlon Marais, who he beat via TKO in the first round. Tremendous performance, won a performance of the night bonus for that one. And then Cody Garbrandt, unanimous decision uh, back in May, and that was a fantastic five-round victory. Went the distance, 25 minutes. First time in his career, no problems, against a former champion at 135. Now, of course, Cody Garbrandt moving down to fight Kaikara France next weekend on the pay-per-view, Kaikara France of New Zealand. Um, but Rob Fawn hasn't lost since July of 2018, since UFC 226. He's fought four times since then. Also has a win over Thomas Almeida, Matt Schnell. I'm looking forward to this fight very much. This guy's been through a lot. USADA... Pops him after the Garbrandt fight. He has to go through this whole process, appeals, shows the evidence, 
cleared of any wrongdoing, and now uh, he doesn't get to take that fight against Piotr Jan, which I think was probably a blessing to take a short-notice fight against Piotr Jan, as good as Jan has looked, is a tall order, sits back, waits for the Aldo fight, gets the Aldo fight, here we are. And I love the fact that there's all these, I don't know how this happened, but all these 135-pound fights happening in the span of a week is pretty damn fun. Like the fact that there's Sergio Pettis versus Kyoji Haraguchi, which is a fantastic Bellator bantamweight title fight. Pettis has looked very good since coming over to Bellator, winning the title recently over Juan Archuleta back in May. He's 3-0 and in Bellator since moving over. Left the UFC on a victory against Tyson Nam. Fighting Kyoji Hiroguchi, that's big-time stuff. That's on Friday night, so there's not going to be any sort of head-to-head, uh, -head, which I like. And then Saturday, you get the UFC. In the midst of all of that, also on Saturday, you get David ha Devin Haney, who's one of the best 135-pound boxers on the planet, who now people are saying could fight George Cambosos, who's going to join us later. The man who just defeated Teofimo Lopez, he was like a plus 950 underdog going into that fight. So that's fun. And then you get Tank Davis on Sunday night, uh, another 135-pounder in the world of boxing. One of the biggest stars over there. So I don't know how this happened, but it's fun. I like it. I ran through it quickly, but uh, in case you missed it, tried combat. They had this team MMA versus team boxing gimmick. In the end, uh, team MMA won 14 to 11. Rampage and Shannon Briggs were going back and forth all night. And uh, it was kind of fun. You know, there was a lot of... I could do without the, the music, if I'm being honest. I could do without it. Uh, I'm not the biggest Metallica fan, but even if it's any kind of musical act, I just want to watch the fights. I prefer, if you want to start the show off with a musical act, great. And then you do all the fights, and then you do music at the end. Okay, I can live with that. And it wasn't as much as some of the other ones in the past, but still, I don't need it. It probably caught, they probably paid Metallica more than any, you know, any fighter on that card. I wonder how many tickets they sold just because of Metallica. That's a big stadium. Like, why does that event have to happen at a baseball stadium? Why couldn't it happen at like the, okay, they were in Arlington. Why couldn't it happen where the Mavs play? If the Mavs weren't, you know, in town, why couldn't it happen? where, you know, some other local team plays in Texas. An arena where most fights happen, not baseball stadium. You're paying a ton of money for that. You're going to have to give away tickets. You're going to have empty seats. just seems unnecessary. But I would say the action was fun. It was entertaining. I was worried about the clinching. I thought the clinching would uh, lead to a lot of stalled action. In the end, the refs were actually kind of aggressive in terms of breaking them up. Uh, there was some worry that the MMA fighters would get smoked. They didn't. Matt Mitrione actually dropped Alexander Flores in the, uh, in the early portion of their fight, eventually lost via decision, but none of them got embarrassed. Yes, Kubert Pulev defeated Frank Mir in the first round. I thought that that was, a, that was a big ask of Frank Mir. And then he revealed last week on the show that he kind of sought out Kubra Pulov. Kubra Pulov is a great boxer, like a, a boxer who's still very much in the mix. Just came off a fight against Anthony Joshua in his last fight. You're in the mix. So that was a tough, uh, a tough test. But the gloves, I like them. 
what were they, eight ounce, but MMA style. The fingers were uh, were free. The ring was pretty good. It wasn't too tight. It was just tight enough. Looked kind of cool on TV. I didn't hate it. Now, again, I don't know how many of those matchups you can make, but the MMA names felt bigger than the boxing names. Mike Perry fighting, he won. Albert Tumanov looked great. First time we see him in action in two years. He won. Derek Campos on the card. Matt Mitrion, Frank Mir. It wasn't bad. The problem with Triller seems to be that they uh, they spend a lot of money. You hope that they're not wasting money because the more trillers there are in the fight game, the better it is for the fighters, the more options they have. So you want them to stick around. I've talked about this ad nauseum. I don't understand why any fight fan would root for any promotion to fail. It's great for the fighters. Yes, it does thin things out a little bit, but it's great for the fighters. And you like to see the older guys get uh, a payday. If everything's safe and above board, you like to see them get a payday. At least I do. So um, we'll talk to Rampage about his experience. Is he going to fight there in the future? Tyron Woodley was there. He was in the ring shadow boxing before the event, reached out to him. No deal or anything with those guys. Uh, it sounds like they're talking a little bit. He'd be a nice addition. There are some names out there, by the way, that they could pick up if they want to keep doing this sort of thing. Of course, there's Junior Dos Santos, Alistair Overeem out there. I mean, there are names available right now in the world of MMA. And it's easier to book boxers in these events because, you know, look at uh, look at the situation with Teofimo Lopez and, and Cambosos. There, you know, you have Lopez with top rank. He goes to a purse bid. It's, it's uh, taken over, pardon the pun, by... Triller, Triller can't put it together. Matchroom takes it over. I love all that stuff. It's such a mess, but it's so much fun to follow and cover. <clears throat> now all of a sudden, Eddie Hearn is taking it over, who I enjoy watching the way in which he promotes. That's something we don't have in MMA. And so I would imagine the boxers have a little more freedom to do this sort of thing than the, uh, the MMA fighters, where the, uh, the contracts are a little more restrictive, restrictive or a lot more restrictive. But still... There could be room for, you know, four events a year, three events a year, that sort of thing. So later in the program, we'll talk to Rampage Jackson about his experience uh, doing the event for Triller's Triad Combat. Really looking forward to talking to Cambosos Jr. <clears throat> what a story. What a fight. By the way, if you didn't watch that fight on Saturday, the Lopez fight, do yourself a favor and go watch it, even if you know who won, which by now you know who won. First round was great. Dropped Lopez. Tenth round, he gets dropped. I don't know what Lopez and his dad were talking about. They've they've turned into uh, a little insufferable, you know, to a degree. I mean, how could you claim 10 to 2? They were claiming 10 to 2. I thought there was a small chance. Now, New York isn't known to be the most corrupt of commissions, but I, I thought there was a small chance they were going to screw young George Cambosos. Thankfully, they didn't. Now he holds all the cards and he gets to go back to Australia. That's wonderful. So if you didn't watch that, that was on DAZN on uh, Saturday night. It was a lot of fun. Great fight. Amazing fight. There was also a great Showtime fight on Saturday as well. So something for everyone. We'll talk to Rampage. We'll talk to Kambosos. Uh, Jan Bachovic is going to stop by. Remember, we had... Anthony Smith, and if you're wondering why I'm just kind of talking here, it's because we're trying to locate uh, Brandon Moreno, 
who I'm told is close to joining us. The You know, when you're the flyweight king, you can show up late. It's all good in the hood. Maybe yeah, I should have checked the text microphone. No. Oh, yeah. Should have checked the text. Um, got this new phone. What do you guys think? I got the iPhone 13. Do you like my case? It's pretty cool. Although they don't make a case with a battery pack on it, which I think is a little weird. But I got that MagSafe thing that you put here. It's a, it's a magnet and it charges it. But now I've got like a thing growing out of my phone. It's just like, what is this? Why can't you just make a case with the battery pack? Because I go through the battery in seconds. And I need you to stick to the script. I mean, isn't that annoying? Yeah, a little bit. Come on, guys. Just stop making things so freaking complicated. You change the plugs. You change this. You change the headphones. You change that. Why does it have to be so different all the time? How was your Thanksgiving? Frankie, though. It was good. Yeah. yeah. You celebrate Thanksgiving? To the extent, like, I'll do the eating thing. Yeah. And I do the, uh, the lounging around, you know, thing. The football thing. Yeah. yeah I guess I celebrate it in all yeah. of its glory. Yeah. Big Bills win on uh, Thursday night. By the way, when I came into the studio today, uh, Frank delivered some breaking news to me. Do you want to inform the, the world of this breaking news? Yeah, sure. So, uh, Maynard James Keenan got his, uh, brown belt mm-hmm. from the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu circuit. Thought Who's that? that? Cool. Maynard James? Maynard James Keenan is the... Uh, Why do you say his name so fast? Because I've been saying it for so long. I think it just has become habitual. Hey, we have uh, the next guest. We Wait, but who is he? You, you never told us who he was. One second. <laughs> uh, he's the lead guy from Tool, I think it is. And so then I said... He looks like a tool, but that was just a joke. Like, I don't know. I don't listen to tool. I'm sorry. It's like Metallica. I don't listen to tool. Congrats to the, the individual Maynard James. No one wants to tell me. Is it Maynard James Keenan? Oh, there you go. That's him. It doesn't look anything like the picture. He's the, uh, he's born in 1964. So he's 57. He's an American vocalist. Maynard James Keenan. Got his brown belt. Mazel tov. By the way, happy Hanukkah to everyone out there celebrating. Uh, the second night is tonight. Also some big news on Saturday. Uh, Ali Abdelaziz announced that uh, Islam Makhachev and Benil Darius are going to be fighting. Speaking of fights that could be you know, number one contender fights, a lot of campaigning uh, by Habib to get his guy Islam a title shot right away. But it seems as though... This is all but confirmed that Justin Gaethje will be next for the winner of Dustin Poirier versus Charles Oliveira, which happens on December 11th. And they make the right call. They don't skip over Benil. Nice guy Benil doesn't get skipped over. I like that very much. And they're going to fight in the supposed main event of a supposed card on February 26th. Must be nice to manage all the guys. And now you could start uh, making these announcements on your own. It's good to be the king. So I like that. They got it right. Well done, UFC. Now, uh, without further ado, let us go to the Zoom machine and say hello to our next guest. He is the current reigning and defending UFC flyweight champion. He's the one and only Brandon Moreno. Kind enough to join us. There he is. Brandon, what do you think this is? You become champion and all of a sudden you show up 15 minutes late? Not nice, Brandon. Not nice. Man, sorry. To, I mean, to be honest with you, I was I finished my training, so th- that's why. I'm a little bit late, but I'm here. Yeah. Happy to talk with you. Yes. Uh, I'm happy to talk to you as well. 
And uh, a lot has happened since we last spoke. I think you became UFC champion. That's a big deal. Could you tell us in the past almost six months, how has your life changed? I mean, obviously, we know you, you show up late to things now. So that's one big thing that's changed because you weren't like that in the past. But has life changed dramatically for you since becoming champion? <laughs> Man, it's crazy. Actually, last, uh, last time we talked about this, you know, everything, ch everything changed with the first fight. But now, you know, with the bell in my, in, you know, with me, in my shoulders, all my life is different right now, you know. Obviously, a lot of interviews, a lot of cameras, a lot of uh, different uh, busy times in my life. But I think right now I have the, the, the enough experience to, to take care of everything, you know, because at the same time when I need to do all the, cam the, the interviews uh, and go with the cameras and that stuff, I need to stay in shape because I need to defend my title and, and I want to be the, the flyweight champ for too many times, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard right now to life, but at the same time, it's, it's amazing. When, when you were dreaming of life as champion, did it did your dreams like kind of feel and look like your life now, or has this exceeded your, your wildest expectations, kind of the same? How would you describe it? Oh, I may, I maybe more, man. Maybe more because, you know, first of all, I have, I have everything. I have my, my own house. I have my, my my cars. I can pay the bills. I can I can take care of my family, of, of my my three daughters, my wife, and that makes me feel so happy. And you know, and more. You know, I can. Uh, I have my first vacations, official family vacation after the fight. I went to Puerto Vallarta in Mexico. Oh. Uh, it was amazing. You know, very nice beach and everything. So no, I I think the life is actually better than my 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 thoughts. And uh, how do they treat you back home in Mexico? Big reception? Did they roll out the red carpet for you? What was it like? Man, so um, my fight was uh, June 12th, right? Yeah. So, man, May, that was Saturday. So next Monday, I went to Tijuana driving uh, from, from San Diego to Tijuana. From, sorry, from Las Vegas to Tijuana. And that day, I, I had an, a huge party in the gym with all my 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 training partners, my coaches, uh, my friends. Uh, it was very nice, and and yes, man, here in Tijuana is like I have an, a new mural. It's, it's amazing. Wow. Right now, I'm here in Tijuana to finish uh, to to finish my, my my training camp all December. I'll be here in Tijuana, and I saw the the new mural. is is, is amazing. It's very very nice, and it, it's crazy how the people. Uh, tag me in some uh, Instagram stories, you know, in social media. They're like, hey, I'm here in the mural, and it's amazing. Uh, and, and that's very nice. So, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm a kind of local hero right now. I, I, to, be, uh, to be honest with you, I miss to go to, to Costco. I just uh, go there and watch everything, you know, I grab my groceries and everything. It's, that is very nice. But it is what it is. <laughs> That's a good life. I mean, uh, I saw you have over a million Instagram followers now. Everyone loves you. I even see you out there hobnobbing with Canelo Alvarez and uh, Andy Ruiz. That must have been pretty cool. Was that your first time meeting Canelo? Yes, was my first, my first time, and I, I just want to say that guy is 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 an ama it's amazing. You know, it's a really good guy because a lot of people uh, think he's a little bit like. Like mm, I don't know how you say it in English, but no, like a bad guy, like a, not a good people, like bad intention. I don't know. But the guy is serious. Definitely, is a little bit serious. 
but he's very honest and he has a really good vibe uh, with him and around him, you know, the people around him is like very professional with really good vibes. Yes, Andy Reese, Oscar Valdez, amazing, amazing people. And I, I, I talked a little with a little bit with him, with Canelo. He, he gave me a, uh, some advices about, you know, about the success, uh, about the glory. What yeah. happened when you have all this success? Uh, what happened with the people around you? And you need to be focused in the, in the goal. And you need to be focused in your, in your career, even with all the, the luxury around you. Um, but man, the, 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 I, now I know why the, the guy is uh, the, the, the best in the world right now in boxing. Who set that up for you? Like, how did you end up there with him? Uh, you know, the, the, the UFC get the, the information to talk with him. And nice. uh, we went there to, to San Diego. He has a really nice gym there. And, and we talked with, with him there. That's amazing. I love that. It was great to see you out there with him. Uh, you had a big smile on your face. It was very nice to see you. I Thank also, you. I also see you. You're still with the Lego. You're still loving the Lego. Uh, you did recently the Friends Lego, right? I mean, you Man, fuck. You know what? <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the, the room is, 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 is bigger than the other one, but man, I'm starting to, to put a lot of Legos there. A lot of Lego sets. I'm starting to be full. I don't know. You know, right, right now my house, I I'm so happy with, with my new house in Las Vegas, but I don't know, man, maybe one or two years. I, I, I will need a new one <laughs> just for the Lego. A separate house. Yes. Or, or, or maybe in a, in another house just for my collection. You never yeah. know. Wait, so <laughs> do you live now in Las Vegas? Yes. Right now, I live in Las Vegas. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, to, go, to come too much to, to Tijuana to, to keep uh, my training with my team in, in Entram in the, here in Tijuana in the city. But, you know, at the same time, it's a little bit hard because uh, my, my, da- my older daughter is going to the school there in Vegas so. We, he, she need to go to the school, and and, it's, and now it's, it's harder to come here and and, and keep my, my training here. But I, I I'm trying to uh, to keep a balance between my life in Vegas and my life here. Right now I'll be in Tijuana all all December. All December I'll be here, uh, you know, to put the and a hard uh, training camp in my gym in in Entram. Uh, what what are you uh, what are you working on now in terms of your Lego? What are you building now? Actually, I already finished uh, a huge Lego set from, from Spider-Man, the Daily Bogle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's huge. Uh, try to find it in, in internet. It's huge, like 4,000 pieces. I don't remember, to be honest. But it's, it's amazing. A lot of uh, minifigures. Oh, uh, and it's very nice. And I already finished it. It's in my house, but I forget to take a picture of them. Sorry. Are they hooking you up with anything? Like now you, you talk about it so much. I saw the picture of you with the bags and stuff. Like, is anyone taking you on a shopping spree? No, man. Come I'm on. sad for that. Nothing? No Actually, sponsorship? Nothing? Me, my, my manager talked with them, but they say, <laughs> they say they try to find a kids because all my, my social media, all my followers are adults ah. between 25 and 34. And I'm so that's why I'm so sad for that, but it is what it is. What about a Funko Pop doll? Oh yes, actually Funko. Yes, they uh, they sent me a huge a huge package of Funko Pops. Yeah, they are they you know Funko Funko Pop. Nice. Amazing. Thank you so much. I love you. But what about a Brandon Moreno Funko Pop? 
maybe soon. I, 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 I need more people to send a message to, to them to say, hey, I need, uh, I need uh, the Funko Pop of Brandon Moreno. I, I, uh, when I went to, to Mexico City for uh, my, my media tour there, uh, somebody uh, gave me a uh, fan-made uh, fan uh, Funko Pop and was very good, was pretty, was, was very real. Wow. Well, you know, they have a deal with the UFC. Like, I have a Daniel Cormier one somewhere. Like, I've seen them in the store, so it would be easy to make. Yes, I mean, they have uh, a Daniel Cormier, John Jones, oh. Conor McGregor, Chris Wayman, Jose Aldo, Ronda Rossi, B.J. Penn. Uh, <laughs> I, for, uh, I forget. Yeah, yeah, but they, they have a lot. They yeah, have a lot. Yeah. And Javier. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Let's go. We need to make this happen for your next fight. Um, if, if Jason needs help, if Jason House, your manager, needs help, tell him to call me, okay? All right, baby. Thank okay. you so much. Um, now, speaking of your next fight, January 22nd, Anaheim, you versus Davison Figueredo number three. I think some people, including myself, a little bit initially surprised that they went right back to the third fight. Were you surprised that they did this? I mean, a little bit, but at the same time, not too much because anybody was available in that moment and, and I wanted to fight, right? So everybody was talking about uh, Pantoja and everybody was talking about Askar Askarov. Uh, to be honest, I don't know what happened with those guys. Uh, I, I, I hear a little bit about uh, Pantoja had an uh, injury in his knee and, and Askar Askarov had another injury. I don't know where. But the, the first official offer from the UFC, from the company, was uh, Davidson Figueredo. And I say yes in that moment. I never say no, no, nothing. Uh, you know, Figueredo was talking about me like, hey, he's running about the trilogy. He's running of me. And like, man, I'm not running from everybody. Everybody. I mean, I'm just waiting for the the, the offer of the UFC. And was Figueredo. And I say yes. You know, uh, obviously, I feel like I was very dominant in the, in the last five. Uh, but he's next again, and I don't care, man. You know, Figueredo is my, is my best sponsor ever. I never had a better sponsor than Figueredo. It's, you know, he's paying my house, he's paying my car, so <laughs> we can do it again. <laughs> uh, but it's been a year now of thinking of this guy, right? Dating back to last November, you take the fight, then you fight him in December, then you fight him in June. Yeah. Are you tired of thinking about him? About Figueredo? Yes, yeah. man. You know, and... I'm tired to talk, uh, to, to think about, about him because all these fake people around him, you know, it's too much to me, man, because I'm trying to be very, very real in my normal day. I'm, I'm trying to be very real with my people uh, in social media, you know, just I'm trying to be very clear with my, in my regular life. But this guy is like, I sometimes I think like this guy don't believe in his words. Every, when he talks, he's like everything is is the talk a talk about lies and the fake people around him. You know, it is what it is. You know, I, I'm I'm uh, tired about that. But you know, a fight is a fight, and I'm ready to fight against him again. And I'm I'm taking I'm taking uh, taking my training camp very very serious. I'm training very hard. Um, when you're talking about the people around them, are you referring to Valid Ishmael? Sorry? When you talk about the people around him, the fake people around him, are you referring to Valid, his manager who's always with him in the interviews? You say that. You say that because 
everybody know what happened there, man. And it's funny because I don't need to say nothing. Everything is the same. When I when I say fake people, the first name they the people say is Walid. I don't know, man. I don't know. You say it. No me. <laughs> Any concern about the weight with him that he doesn't make weight? It was very close last time. Oh, you man, about that? man. Last time. Yeah. Last minute. Last minute he made weight. I was very very scared because I was in my house. I, I'm sorry. In my in my room. In my hotel room. You know, drinking water, drinking everything. And I was watching my, my the social media and you know I was scared to lose the fight before the before the fight. So yeah, I'll always the weight with him is a concern, but I I need to make my own job. I need to make my weight and you know, just wait for him. Because of your history with Pantoja, were you maybe secretly hoping that it would be him so that you can fight him again? Yes, man. Uh, I think it's not a secret if uh, Cody Garbrandt can win his fight against Kai Kara France. Him can be an, a, a future possibility, but I think Pantoja deserves the, the opportunity too, and Askar Askarov deserves the opportunity too. So uh, the fight is between between them, in my perception. But you know, the 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 last decision is of the of you know of the company. So it's not my decision. I'm I'm the champion, and, and I need to wait for you know for the offer. So. And my only job is just train so hard. Yeah. Do Do you think Cody wins that fight next week? Do you think it's smart for him to go to one twenty five? Man, I think he need to win that fight. I'm watching, you know, social media and everything, and he looks like he's training very, very hard uh, and taking all, all every all of this very serious. Uh, just and he need to take care of of Kai Kara France because because he's real and he punched very very hard and. If if Kaikara France can win that fight, I think it's not a surprise for me. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Um, and that's next weekend, December 11th. By the way, do you hear yeah. this, this young guy, uh, Mohamed Mokhaev, who was just signed to the UFC, says he's going to be the youngest champion, 125er. A lot of people very high on him. 30-fight uh, unbeaten streak. You know this guy from Dagestan? Yes, man. He's he's amazing. You know, 21 years, an amazing amateur record, like 23 and 0, something like that. Yeah. Uh, 6 and 0 or 5 and 0 right now. Uh, that's uh, very, very impressive. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, I'm the champion. Of, and if UHC push him a little bit and, you know, with two or three fights, he gives him the opportunity for the title. Uh, the the only thing I can do is just be ready for him because um, it's the challenge uh, I need to uh, take care of my life. But uh, man, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I, I I understand the guy. Is, he looks like very confident, and I love that because the he I think he has the the correct mentality. But man, if you talk about mentality, man, fuck, man, my mentality is crazy. <laughs> so I'm excited for that. So just just the, the the time can talk about about him. Just I'm I'm just need to do my job and that's it. Lately, you've been averaging a fight every six months, right? You went December, June, now January. Do you like waiting this long between fights, or in 2022 do you want to be a little more active? Man, I I really believe that the things happens for one reason. Uh, I I don't I hate when I need to wait too much. And, and more because I don't have nothing. Like, I don't have any injury. I don't have nothing real. 
I was just waiting for, you know, for the official fight. And the, the, the fight supposedly will happen, will happen in, in December. They move everything to January. Yeah. And so my last fight was in, in June. I don't like to wait too much, but uh, yeah, the things happen for one reason. And you never, you never know. Maybe my, uh, I don't know nothing. And my, my body was so tired of everything. So maybe I, I, I needed to, to rest uh, for, for my next fight. You never know. But yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't want to be that kind of champion who fight every single year, you know, maybe at least two and a year, at least mm -hmm. that sounds good um, to be active in this. Yeah, you know, um, originally you were supposed to be December 11th, and then I think they added Leon Edwards versus Jorge Masvidal, so they moved you guys to January 22nd. That fight gets canceled. Now you're January 22nd. Were you annoyed? Would you have rather fight before the holidays? Yes, man. It was like, oh, my goodness, okay? Uh -huh. I prefer to fight in December. And, and it's amazing because uh, two, two years ago, I fought in December, December yeah. in December 4th and, and December uh 11 i think so too in last year i don't yes. remember but yes you know two two weeks before christmas is the perfect the perfect day to fight and now is my first time fighting in january you know i need to make diet in, in, in christmas and that stuff uh, uh that's that sounds like horrible <laughs> but i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready for the challenge i don't know if figueredo is ready for that challenge but i'm ready i'm ready to do it and uh and that's it, man. I, 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 I don't care. And now I'm fighting in Anaheim, you know. You just need to cross the border, drive two hours, and you are in Anaheim, you know. Tijuana yeah. from to Anaheim, just two hours. So, and now the border is open, you know. Uh, last year, uh, like one and a half year, the, the, the border was closed for the pandemic. Uh, the U.S. government opened the, the border last November. So I, I know a lot of people from Tijuana will go to the uh, Honda Center Arena to watch the fight. So that makes me feel amazing. I'm very happy too. How do you feel about him training with Henry Cejudo and those guys in Arizona? Uh, a lot of drama. <laughs> a lot, a lot of drama. I, I mean, to be honest with you, that when, when I hear that uh, about that the first time, I was a little bit sad uh, and a little bit disappointed. But man, you know, fake people, uh, fake things, you know, uh, uh, definitely uh, he has his own uh, version of the history. I have my own uh, version of my history and just the, the people can judge that. But now I don't care, man. Now I don't care if Henry Zajudo uh, want to, to help uh, Figueredo to this trilogy. Uh, I think he needed because he need to do something different for this fight because last fight was was horrible for him. Um, he in I spoke to them when the fight was announced and uh, Vali told this whole story about how you stayed at Henry's house and you backstabbed him and all this stuff. Is is this true? What is what is what is your side of this story? You know what I'm talking about? Oh yes, man. No man, every uh, that part everything is true, man. I was in his in in the uh, Hen, uh, Henry's house. Uh, he, he helped me in the past a lot, man, uh, because I was in his house, uh, you know, he was paying the food, uh, he gave me the training, everything, the experience, he helped me uh, actually with, you know, with my, 
uh, with my wife, with my first daughter. He helped me to bring them to Arizona to stay with them like one week uh, because in that moment I was like two months around that, like two or two, one or three months training with with them in that moment. So imagine that, like one or two months uh, uh, far from my family. So he helped me with that too. And man, I'm very like grateful, you know, uh, with, with Henry for that. But man, you know, the people know uh, and they saw all the other history, the other part, right? You know, I went to the Ultimate Fighter. He take Pantoja and he say, fuck Brandon. And I went to Benavides, uh, with uh, Benavides team. And I, I need to be very clear with uh, in that point because uh, uh, the training with Benavides was amazing. was really, really good. Very, very nice. Uh, because he gave me uh, a new different techniques and, uh, and another perspective of, perspective of fighting, you know? I want to be very clear in that point. And, you know, and Benavides was, like, very respectful with me. Uh, and he helped me a lot, too, uh, from this, uh, from this uh, part, you know, from the, the Ultimate Fighter and, the, and, you know, and the future. And uh, and that segment, you know, uh, was a sad part of my life, but we are here, right? Mm-hmm. And you're getting to uh, fight on the same card as your friend Francis Ngannou. You guys are buds. Heavyweight Man, champ, I, flyweight I love champ. Francis. I love Francis. He's uh, he's a very nice guy. I'm ex- I'm excited to fight uh, uh, with him. Uh, I met him in 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 extreme. Uh, and yes, man. I believe I'm the 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 orig- the, the real main event. <laughs> it's my people. I I'm, I mean, if I'm in 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 Africa, or if I'm in Paris, I understand. But man, Anaheim, yeah. thousand and thousand of Mexicans. I don't I don't want to say too much, but I really believe I'm the real main event. I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I wish they put you and Nate Diaz on the card together because it seemed like uh, man, I mean, he was so nice. Then to you. We need an stadium. We need a stadium for that. Yeah. But wasn't that cool how cool he was to you in Arizona? Man, he's am- he's amazing. Uh, he's a gangster, you know? He's real, but it's a- he's a gangster. But, like I said before, real recognize real. And, you know, I was, like, very nice with him. Like, hey, man, thank you so much for, you know, for the clothes, for represent and everything because he sent me an, uh, uh, as a package of clothes before uh, before I met him. And I, I went with him and I went with him in the press conference and say, Hey man, thank you so much. Amazing clothes. I really appreciate it. And he's uh, maybe he saw that and he started to be a really nice with me. So yes, man, he's a, a very nice guy. And imagine if he, if UFC put uh, Nate Diaz in Anaheim with me, I mean, we need a stadium to take care of all the people. By the way, last thing before I let you go, most importantly, Brandon, I, I, I've seen you. You haven't tweeted since 2017 or something like that. Why are you anti-Twitter? I hate Twitter. I love haters there. Okay. Man. Instagram oh, better? Man. Instagram is, is, is nice, you know? Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of hate there. Yeah. The people just just put a post there to throw all his all his pain and suffering and hate. I don't. I don't like Twitter. Okay. Well, we like you, Brandon. <laughs> uh, congrats on Thank the win. You. Uh, first time I talked to you since the win. So congratulations on the win. But good luck 
and the trilogy in January. Can't wait for it. You versus Figueredo, number three. Uh, number tres. Number tres. Numero tres. Numero tres. Yeah, how did I mess that up? Uh, I can't wait for it. And uh, I hope that you get that deal with the Funko Pop, with Lego, and all the good things in the world come to you, my friend. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you so much for the good for the, for the good vibes, and uh, maybe we can talk in the future after the fight. You know, with, the, with my with the belt, my shoulder again. Yes, and that's I've been it, trying to book so you on the show since I came back in August, but your team said you're very very busy. You have to come on this time, and don't bother anymore. You're the champion. Man, sorry, man, but no, I got it. Fucking got life it. right now is very busy. I get it. I, I need I'm to spend time. You know. I need to spend time, you know, with the media. I, I need to spend time with the training. I need to, uh, the most important thing, I need to spend time with the family. So. Amen. Yeah, right now, the time is very limited, but we are here. Uh, we talk very nice. It was very nice. Thank you. Muchas gracias. All the best to you. Happy holidays, my friend. Happy holidays, brother. Have All a right. nice day. You too. There he is. Brandon Moran, you've got that massive, historic PFL versus Bellator card. It is a big one. It's a pay-per-view. It's PFL champs versus Bellator champs and PFL stars versus Bellator stars. Historical night. First time in MMA history that a place like this is hosting Saudi Arabia, a big MMA card. It's, in fact, the first major MMA event to take place in Saudi Arabia and the first cross-promotional event between both PFL and Bellator with former champions and current champions colliding in one epic night. The headliner, like I said earlier, is Henan La Problema Fejera going up against Ryan Bader. They go toe-to-toe in a fight that I think will determine who Francis Ngannou will fight in his PFL debut. That's the plan. And I wouldn't be surprised if they announce that. That seems to be the direction. So stay tuned. Also, as we said earlier, Johnny Evelyn against Impa Kasangane, they did save Patricio Pitbull. He's going to remain on the card. Aaron Pico as well. Clarissa Shields on the card. Yoel Romero, um, Tiago Santos, whole bunch of big names. It's all going down this Saturday, February 24th, live on ESPN Plus pay-per-view and DAZN. That's ESPN Plus pay-per-view or DAZN. No, uh, the assassin baby himself, who returns to action on January 22nd, Anaheim, California, big-time fight against Davison Figueredo. Remember when Davison and Valid Ishmael were on the show around a month or so ago, maybe a little over a month, month and a half? Valid talked about how he stabbed um, Henry Cejudo in the back because he went and trained with Joseph Benavidez. Now he gave his side of the story. A lot of drama. As I said after they booked the fight, it's the biggest fight that they can make for the 125-pound title. Obviously, Pantoja was out there. Askarov was out there. Now you got Cody Garbrandt and Kaikar France fighting in a little over a week out there as well. Business picking up at 125, but I think given their history, given the draw, given the win back in June, given the rivalry, it's a great compliment to the heavyweight title fight happening on uh, January 22nd. You have Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Ngannou, the two biggest guys fighting at the top, and then the two smallest guys fighting in the co-main event. Now, the light heavyweight title was on the line back in late October, pretty much a month ago in Abu Dhabi. Glover Teixeira, as you know, uh, won the title that night, that afternoon here in America. I wanted to talk to Jan Bohovic about the fight, about where he goes from here. 
He's kind enough to join us via the Magic of Zoom, so let us not waste any time and say hello to the pride of Poland, Jan Bachowicz. Jan, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. Sorry we're a little late. You could blame that on Brandon Moreno. He was very late, so he pushed us back, so I apologize to you. Okay, okay, don't worry. It's okay. Nothing happened. Okay, all good. Uh, great to talk to you as always. Thank you for doing this. So like I said, we're a month removed from the fight against Glover. How do you feel about, when you think about it, how do you feel about what happened in Abu Dhabi last month? Everything goes wrong, you know. <laughs> I shouldn't fight that night, but what can I do? I can just, you know, uh, back to the training, back to the gym, uh, train harder, and, and try to get the belt back, you know. And that's it. Uh, I'm not going to be sad. I'm not going to be thinking about the fight uh, because I don't want to waste my life about something like this. I think about the fight, uh, why it goes wrong, yeah, but uh, I don't waste time for it to be sad and, you know, I will not hide under the bed and cry. Uh, just, you know, do a little bit break. It wasn't, you know, holidays, vacation, and now I'm back to the gym, back to the work, and that's it. When you say I shouldn't have fought that night, what do you mean by that? Were you hurt? No, I, I wasn't hurt. You know, that was just a bad day for me, you know. Uh, I will lose, uh, I think, I will lose with anybody in that, that night. Really? You know? It just, I don't want to explain, uh, you know, uh, myself. It wasn't my, my night. That's it, you know. Uh, and, and I think that, 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 that's it, you know. Uh, now I just have to, you know. Uh, but sometimes I need uh, something like this, you know. Sometimes I, I think that I need to lose the fight. To, I need to do one step back to do two forward, you know. Mm. Uh, when you look to forward to my career, always be like this, you know. Uh, so I believe this this time uh, I you know I I learn, learned something from this uh, from this fight and they're just gonna be better fighter. Same like uh, Thiago Santos and uh, different uh, opponents who beat me. What did you learn from it? Uh, then I have to listen myself a little bit more, you know, with some you know, <laughs> and that's it. What do you when you say sometimes I've got this the weird feeling, uh, oh. and uh, when I don't hear this feeling. Uh, something bad happened to me. And that, 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 that this time was the same, you know. When did you start to feel to like you weren't yourself? Was it the day of the fight, the week before the fight? When did you start to feel? Uh, you know, I, when I uh, thinking about the fight and about the camp, you know, so this feeling was uh, all the time with me. But I don't just, you know, I don't, don't, don't listen to me. I don't want to, you know, think about that. And, and, and this is uh, the, the worst mistake, I think so. So it's interesting because, like, when you're um, in the locker room, are you starting to get worried? Are you starting to feel like, oh my gosh, I, I'm not myself? What is going on in your mind as you're warming up for your title fight, your title yeah, defense? You know, it was too late. You know, I tried to think in good way that I'm in good shape, that I go there and uh, do what I can do to to win the fight, but I didn't. I do nothing. You know, uh, wasn't my night. Mm. That's it. Did you consider pulling out? Sorry? Did you consider withdrawing from the fight before it happened? What's happened? No, did you consider canceling the fight? You know, we talk with coaches about the fight, uh, uh, what we have to change in the, in the, in the, in the camp. In the, so, so we've got a new plan for, 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 for future, and I hope so everything will be okay. And we're back to the, you know, to the top again. Uh-huh. And have you been able to watch it? Yeah, I watched this fight, but 
<laughs> what is it like? Anyway, I don't like watch my fights. You know, even when I won the fight, I just watch you know the best moments. Uh, but I watch fights when I lose. You know, but I did nothing in this fight. So just Glover was champion in this night, not me. I was you know just you know meet for him. <laughs> you, you know, you you had uh, many highs and some lows in your MMA career. Would you say that was the lowest moment so far? That for sure, uh, but you know, uh, I lost a couple fights, but that hurts me a lot because I did nothing to you know. I don't try survive, uh, and I you know I give the belt for for free, mm. and that's uh, you know this is the worst for me, you know. But anyway, I still got a couple years to 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 take it back, and this is uh, my plan. You know? Um, the 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 finish. Do you think about the finish a lot? Um, I think the reaction was of surprise that you tapped when you did at that point did you just want to be done with the fight no i cannot breathe you know so that's why i tap you know <laughs> if i will if i can breathe so i will not tap i try to you know do something but i cannot so that's why i'm tapping you know <laughs> there was a big reaction a lot of people are very happy for glover because he's one of the good guys he's older it was his last chance to see everyone so happy, but also you just lost and, and are feeling down. How did you feel about that? No, I was sad, you know. Normally I was sad, uh, angry, uh, and, and, and that's it, you know. Uh, that was hard uh, flying back to home. You know, when you sit alone in the, in the plane, you start thinking about everything, about the life. Uh, so that was a bad moment for me, you know. Uh, one of the worst in my life, but uh, but it was short also because, uh, you know, after one day, I think, okay, I don't want to waste my time for, for thinking about, you know, to, to be a sad and stuff like this. So we have to just, you know, uh, back to work. And you recently went back to training, right? You took some time off. Yeah, I started training. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, two, two or three weeks off and I'm back to the gym. You see on my eye? Yes, yes. Under my eye? Yeah. <laughs> Did you feel I'm back to the gym? <laughs> you feel like you needed like a mental break, a physical mental break? Uh, yeah. All, always you need a break after the fight. Even mm. if you won or me, yeah. Even if I won or, or lose the fight, I need a break, you know. Uh, I need the break, I need to think what goes wrong, what what was good, what was bad in the fight, in the camp. Uh and when you you know rest a little bit, you you got power, and you want to come back to the gym. You know? And uh, this time was the same, you know. But always I do just a two weeks break. This time I do three. This is one different. Mm. I remember talking to you after you won the belt, and we talked a few times about the way people treat you differently when you become champion, especially at home. Do you find that people now treat you differently because you're no longer the champion at home? You know, most people treat me the same. You know, they believe that I will be back. Uh, and take the belt back. Uh, but yes, someone, uh, you know, say that, you know, uh, they treat me a little bit different, but uh, most of people, most of fans, uh, they are with me all the time, and I just want to say thanks for them, for that support. It's important in this, mm -hmm. the, 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 right now. So, yeah, I'm okay, you know. Uh, not, uh, I don't feel that something changed a lot, you know. Uh, I just, you know, want to train harder, I just want to, you know, uh, go inside the octagon and start to uh, feel uh, happy inside the octagon, you know. Start to feel the, the, the power, uh, the speed, that I'm, you know, just feel good inside octagon. 
Is there anything you're going to do in your next training camp differently so that you can feel yes. that way in the fight? What, what will yes, you do yes. Different? We have meetings today with, you know, all coaches, with, you know, um, not every fighter, but uh, uh, maybe the best fighters in the gym uh, with the owners. We've got meetings because, you know, something goes wrong, not only with me, but, uh, you know, uh, Something goes wrong with uh, in the gym, yeah. So we we, we have to do some uh, changes, and uh, we're gonna start in next week. Monday we're gonna start, uh, you know, completely different. We start training in maybe not completely different way, but we're gonna start something uh, new. Interesting. Like what? Like yeah, because you know we, we do something for two or three years. Three years we train in the same way, and it was good. But now something's happened. You know, it, it doesn't work again for us. So we have to do something change. If we don't do anything we're not you know uh, we're not gonna be the the best gym uh, in poland uh, you know more but uh, we went back on this uh, you know uh, level that uh, you know we was uh, two times uh, uh, the best gym in, in poland so now we're not gonna be but in in the next year we try to to, to do this again you know but we have to do some change does this include like strength and conditioning and stuff like that not just the actual mma training but you know the whole package you know, I, I think that we just have to change, you know, the way of thinking about training. And, uh, you know, we do the same for two years. And yeah. I think our body, you know, just needs some changes, you know. Mm-hmm. Our muscles, they need some do something different, you know. And we will see if it's going to be work or not. But we believe that uh, everything will back on the good road again. Prior to this fight, you fought Israel Adesanya, a big star, undefeated, moving up. Uh, Dominic Reyes, who, you know, was on a roll just coming off the John Jones fight, was there any part of you that was maybe not taking Glover as seriously as you should? Oh, you know, uh, I tricked him seriously. You know, I have a lot of respect to him. Uh, and you know what is also the worst for me? Because everything what he do in the fight, we trained it, you know. We was ready for that. We, we, he was completely the same fighter what we expect, you know. But I don't did it nothing, you know, to, to stop him, you know. Uh, but I know I've got a lot of respect to him. You know, I know that he's gonna be the best shape ever because you know <laughs> the, the the second uh, title uh, fight chance. So I knew that he's gonna be really good, uh, and he was. He was. <laughs> he was much better than me this night. When do you want to return? In March will be perfect for me. You know, uh, now the holidays, New Year, and after that, start uh, training hard, very hard, and uh, back. In the March, end of the March. Right after your fight, uh, I had Anthony Smith on the show, and he said that the UFC talked to him about fighting you. But then I heard from Alexander Rakic that he said the UFC talked to him about fighting you. Are you fighting either one of those guys? I cannot tell you. Okay. Do you have your next fight? I cannot tell you, but I will not fight against uh, Anthony Smith. No. How come? No. No. How come not Anthony Smith? Why not? Yeah, why not? I don't know. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, I don't choose opponents. Okay. Oh, you're just saying <laughs> it's not Anthony Smith. With opponents. Okay, I thought maybe and you I didn't just, want you know, to fight Anthony Smith. You're just saying he's no, not... No, no. Uh, UFC never, you know, asked me about the uh, oh. uh, Anthony Smith. Okay. Did they ask you about Alexander Rakic? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, Okay, in a, in a dream world, do you like that fight for you as a return fight? It's good fight, you know. It's good, it's strong, you know, young fighters. So, uh, yeah, you know, all fighters in the UFC, top ten, top five, is you know, it's they are amazing fighters, and 
pleasure for me to 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 fight against all of them. <laughs> Battle but for me, you know, the yeah. So Rakic is it's, it's good good uh, for the next fight, but we will see. Do you have a preference? If it was up to you to fight anyone, who would you pick? Rematch yeah. <laughs> against Glover. Yeah. Rematch, but I don't deserve that. I have to prove that I, you know, that I can fight against him again. Who do you think wins, Glover or Yuri Prochaska? I don't know. Is Glover gonna be in the same shape like uh, shape like uh, me? Maybe him. I will keep fingers for him because I would like to take belt from his hands, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I hope so. He still will be, uh, you know, he not gonna be on the retire <laughs> when I try get the, the second chance for the title. Although, if he retires and vacates the title, maybe there's a quicker path to getting back in there. But I would like to take the belt from sure. him, you know. Speaking of vacating, not, right? Everyone who who gonna have the belt, I will take it. Um, after the fight, uh, I don't know if you saw, you were probably busy, but John Jones was taking some shots at you afterwards on Twitter. Did you see this, and how did you feel about it? Um, sorry, but you know, when you lose the fight, you don't check the internet for a couple of days, so I don't know what he what he say. No uh, one showed it to you? Nobody showed it to me, but okay, I will, uh, if he canceled that or not, he, so uh, no, not, I think so it's I still. Then, uh, I think it's still up. He wrote. Uh, do you want me to tell you, or do you not want to know? Yeah, I will check it later. You know. All right. Uh, <laughs> and answer to him. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's still up. I checked last night, and it's still up from October thirtieth. Okay, so so I'll check it and answer to him. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Um, speaking of Twitter, there's a great account MMA History Today. Over the weekend, they posted that this weekend was the ten year anniversary of your win in KSW over uh, Sokoju to become the KSW light heavyweight champion. Did you remember that 10 years this weekend? You, yeah, of course I remember. And you know how, how was it? First of all, I, I lost the title with him. Mm -hmm. And after, you know, I after the fight, I won one fight, and then I take the rematch and won the fight. So I believe the same. Now his story going to be on the highest level, you know, and we're going to do the same. Uh, did you remember that it was 10 years? Ten years. Uh, I don't remember that, but now, now I remember when you told me about this. You there know? you go. So there's Great some story for me. Some there's like uh, some relation to what you're going through now in your life. Inspiration. Yeah, you know, uh, I, similar thing, you know. Ten years later, <laughs> it's amazing. Similar thing. So maybe uh, after ten years, we're gonna talk about the same, you know. <laughs> I, I also saw on Twitter over the weekend. I don't know if you saw this. There's a promotion in Poland. Where they do five on five MMA, five guys at the same time in the cage. You see this? Ten guys total. Yeah, I see something, but I don't watch it. You know, so I cannot tell you anything. But I saw that something's happening. What is it's up weird. with that? <laughs> That's weird. No, ten guys at the same time, five on five. You know, I I saw on the street when many fights go. You know, That's bigger true. fighters. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So, would yeah, you ever do something like that? Now they do this. You know, in in legal thing. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever take part in something like that? Uh, maybe yes, maybe no. <laughs> Is that big you in Poland? See in future, how many? How, how, how you know? Uh, if they, you know, if they want me to fight like this, they have to pay. Also, you know, that's five true. times more. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. It was crazy. Three referees, ten guys. Is that a big thing in Poland, or is that just? Uh, 
like some no purple? no okay. it's not, not 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 yet but maybe in future we will see but now no not 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 big thing nothing like that okay that's what i thought um okay so for you you're you want to return in uh in march we'll see who it's against any more acting coming up for you or are we taking a break from that uh, i've got one proposition for next year oh uh, you know the second part of next year so you know uh, uh, we will see what's going to happen with that I I even see on your Instagram doing a little modeling too. It looked like modeling. No, just you know, photo session for my yes. you know uh, brand brand for my you know partner. What I work with, Paco Lorente. Big got you know really great suits and stuff like this. So it was just you know normal photo shoot. <laughs> okay, but it looked good. You did a good job. Well, so, thank you. Yeah, you know, I try to do my best. If I work with somebody, I try to do best. You know. So despite the fact that things didn't go your way on that night, life is still okay, you're still happy, you're a husband, you're a father, you have a potential fight coming up, maybe some movies, it's not so bad. Could be worse. It's not so bad, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, uh, I've got new, new, new reason for life, <laughs> in sport life, in sport career, so I'm just, you know, happy, I enjoy my life. Uh, that was bad days after the fight, of course, but now it's okay. And you're even going still in the water in the in the middle of the winter over there in Poland. Yeah, yeah. Finally, the the you know the the the, the weather in Poland, it's almost winter. So you know, Jeez. I'll start doing the ice buffing. Yes. How how long in there? It depends. You have to listen your body. Sometimes you you stay in the water twenty minutes. Sometimes just five. You know, if you're tired, you don't eat good. So you know your body is not 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 not, uh, not strong. So uh, you feel cold. And don't good after five minutes, but sometimes you just you know you got good day and uh, and you can stay in the water you know twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. What's your record? Uh, Eighteen, something like this. Wow, eighteen Eight minutes. Eight minutes. But my my brother do twenty five, something like this. Jeez, are you swimming around or are you just standing there? I'm just standing, but I I know people who who, who swimming. Wow. And are you going to get rid of the bracelet? I tried to swim, but was to, you know, that was to just two meters, you know. Oh, geez. Do you go <laughs> under? Do you put me. your head under too? Sometimes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, are you, are you going to... You get... have to try it. You, no, you, no. Believe me, if you try, if you start doing that... No, I'm good. You're going to feel that you just... If I will... I doing, do, I'm doing this uh, eight years, you know, something like eight, nine years I start doing this. And if I will not start doing this, I think I will be on retired right now, you know. Wow. With injuries and stuff like this, you know? Okay. That's a good endorsement. Did this help you with uh, with uh, recovery, with injuries, with blood pressure? Uh, you, your, your skin looks better. You sleep better. Uh, I don't catch any flu from what? eight years, you know? Wow. Okay. Uh, we should Nothing. all probably do that. Uh, what about the bracelet? Are you going to get and rid of it now? It's for free. So it's the I best, you know? <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I just don't have that kind of uh, courage. Are you going to get rid of the bracelet now? Uh, no, no, now I don't have it, but I've got it in my room, you know? You still believe in it, even though it didn't go your yes, way? Yes, of course, you know, of course. Okay. That wasn't, uh, you know, uh, the bracelet fall. That was my fall. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like the way you think, Jan. Um, well, I wish if you've you... got a good car and you don't have fuel inside the car, you can do nothing. You cannot, you know... Ah, because car was bad, you know. No, you don't put gas to, to, to that was your fault because you forget about fuel, you know. Right. Something like this. No, I like that. Jan, you're a class act. Uh, you've handled the loss uh, in the best way possible. 
I appreciate you coming on to talk about it, my friend. Thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to seeing you back in there. Thank you for, for, for the invitation, for talking. And see you soon, I hope so. Yes, again. always, always. Happy holidays to your family. Thank you. All, All right. Best. There he is, Jan Bachovic, looking to return in March. Uh, wish him the best, of course. Is it going to be Alexander Rakic? We shall find out. Sounds like it's a possibility. Uh, doesn't sound like it's going to be Anthony Smith. Remember, on the Monday after the fight, uh, we were talking about Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith was on the show. He was talking about uh, fighting. He said he was approached either the night of, the next day he was on that bus going to the Monday Night Football game. But it doesn't sound like that's a thing. Um, the Rackage fight would make a lot of sense. Rackage seems to be really close to a title shot. If he beats Rackage, he's right back in the mix. And if, if Yeri wins, then everything changes. A lot of uh, great Eastern European fighters in that light heavyweight division. Yuri Prochaska, Alexander Rakic, Jan Bachovic. So appreciate him stopping by. I don't know if any of you saw that five-on-five -five clip. I uh, tweeted about it, I think, Saturday morning. That was crazy stuff. Five-on-five -five in a pretty large ring cage. And it seemed legit. It didn't seem like a work. It was complete madness. It was like if there was a Survivor Series match, but, you know, the referee just said to hell with it, and they all went in there Battle royal style, but a legit fight, punching each other, three referees. It was total madness. I don't think that'll ever catch on, but it was quite the clip, and it went viral. Now, uh, speaking of the light heavyweight division, we go from one former champion to another. This particular former champion was very much in the news over the past week. He was all over the place at Triad Combat in uh, Arlington, Texas. He was uh, the captain of Team MMA, who ended up being victorious. They won 14-11 to 11 over Team Boxing, uh, led by the great Shannon Briggs. And he's a longtime friend of the program. Great to have, as always, on the show, the one and only Quentin Rampage Jackson, my old friend. There he is. Rampage, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? This is a nice background. Where are you right now? <laughs> that's a green screen oh. <laughs> I was like this, is a, this looks really real sometimes the green screen doesn't look real yours looks really real uh, I know it's nice huh? I like it it is nice sort what, of like what What? what, what, you, what are you trying to say I, I can't be in a nice place though why, why are you nah. so surprised though I mean nah yeah it looks like you're yeah, in you France it looks like you're in France what background did you choose it looks like a little European in the back over there I don't know I chose I chose I chose the nice one Yes. I don't know where is it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like shocked that I could be in a nice place. Come on. I've done well for myself over the years. You have. I could be in a nice place that I wanted to be. Okay. I'm sorry for the insinuation. Uh, by the way, uh, okay. apologies for the mix-up. Uh, you were, I think, two hours early to the interview. You asked me. I got nervous that you weren't going to show up. So, I mean, technically it wasn't my fault because it was in the text, but you were telling yeah, me it was my fault. Right. Yeah, I'll give you that. I, I, I told you it was your phone, so I look back at the text. So <laughs> I, I, I do apologize when I'm wrong, though. Okay. You can say that about me. Um, yeah. Rampage, we have a lot to talk about, but I, I want to ask you about your beard because I've been noticing that you've been talking a lot about your beard in your social media. Um, what is it, the Beard uh, Struggle or something? What is that yeah. company you keep yeah, talking about? Yeah. yeah, the Beard Struggle. You know, they they um, they hooked me up. Um, you know, I was asking about um, growing my beard. And I came across the beard struggle and I started using their, their products, right? And when I started using their products, I noticed I was 
get more attention from the ladies. My dogs are loving me more. It smells really good. It okay. makes your beard soft because my beard is kind of like Velcro. If you ever feel it, it's kind of it's kind of rough. Now, I didn't put any product in my face today, and I'm feeling it's kind of rough. But when I use the beard struggle, I put the stuff in, I brush it out, and it's cool. Now they got this like heated heated brush, and they, they kind of turned me into a little pretty boy. I've been dressing better than everything because. I feel more confidence with my beard. You man. should use it, bro, because your beard needs some help. Come on, man. I was going to say, I would love to touch your beard and see if it feels like Velcro. No, or not. no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, no men can touch the beard. You touch your own beard. Well, it sounds like, I mean, Velcro, that's a great way of describing it. You look great. I have to say, you look fantastic. You look a thousand times better than Shannon Briggs on Saturday. That was a nice jacket. Who picked that out for you? You were looking very sophisticated. I ain't gonna- well you, well, you don't think I can? You don't think I know how to dress? I'm from Memphis. Come on, you know how to dress? Where I'm I never from. seen you wear a jacket no, like I that. I can't live in a nice place. <laughs> I can't dress. What the fuck? It was nice. It was a little tweed action over there. You didn't take it off, like you were too. It was cool because, like, you were too, you were on TV, but it was like, listen, I'm just. This is just a pit stop to where I'm going later in the night. It felt like you were like a businessman, right? You didn't take the jacket off. You couldn't be bothered. I took the jacket off for, for a Frank Smith fight because, yeah. um, you know, they wanted me to walk out with him and everything. That was, you know, so I took it off. I took it off for that because it started getting hot and I was getting nervous for everybody. Uh, Frank Smith's fight was the only fight that I was super nervous about because, uh, you know, the guy just fought Anthony Joshua and um, I, and I we all knew that Frank Smith was injured, but we didn't say anything. So oh. I was sweating for Frank's fight, so I took the jacket off. Okay. Um, how did you link up with these guys, the Triller guys? How did this all come about for you? This came about, you know, me and Shannon been going back at uh, back and forth, and, and we did a show where we did uh, a boxing match, and uh, then later a MMA uh, match, and we was going to put boxers versus MMA guys, like where boxers, you know, the, the same two guys fight a boxing match, then like maybe a month or two later or whatever, we we all did an MMA fight, and that was going to be the first of its kind, so. Shannon talked to Triller, and he, he since we couldn't promote the fight ourselves, um, Triller um, liked the idea, and so they put it in the triad, and, and they had uh, Shannon and I um, be team captains. And so, seems like maybe in March, uh, what what um, they're talking about is having um, Shannon and I fighting in the triad, and, and in March, and, you know, I'm game. I, I fight. I, I think that was a great concept. So I'm okay. I try this. I fight it. Okay, that's interesting. Um, your background's great, by the way, but the Wi-Fi, not so great. Uh, it was a little cutting out there, so I couldn't get everything that you were saying. Um, but I think I, I did my I'm best. Cutting, I'm cutting out? Yeah, you were cutting out, yeah. You think it's the headphones or what you think it is? No, it's, I think it's the Wi-Fi. It's a little choppy there. It might be... Yeah, I just moved into this new place. Yeah. <laughs> Where, in Paris? Next to the Eiffel Tower? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> oh, you got jokes today. See, I've been really, I've been really nice to you. I shit about you, and you going in on me. I've been, I've been real nice to you today. Yeah, I've been, been real nice. It's nice. Professional, nice. You were on that. Um, oh, now you're cutting out again. You still there? Uh, would you like for me to change my? To stronger Wi-Fi. I'm still here. Oh yeah, you have stronger Wi-Fi. That would be great. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm at the I'm at the uh, go off the screen to. No, it's good. I think it's worth it because um, I want to hear. I want to hear. Wi-Fi. 
Yeah, yeah, do that because it's really hard. It's really hard. All right, all right. All right. Oh, now I. That's what she said. Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, okay, we're gonna reconnect with Rampage. Uh, God, I love that guy. I mean, how can you not love Rampage? Mr. Jackson, part of that uh, tried combat. So when he was on the show, he was on the uh, the first show that we had back. <laughs> he was on the uh, the return show, our first episode back in August, and. He hinted that he would be fighting Shannon Briggs maybe in December. Well, it's uh, November 29. I doubt they're fighting next month in the next 30 or so days. But now it sounds like perhaps they'll fight in the triangle in March. That'll be interesting. I don't know if they're either fighting super heavyweight or heavyweight. I'm not sure. But uh, it would still be interesting. I would love to see it. Shannon Briggs, of course, a legend of the game. And like I said, I feel like they might be onto something. Not something that you could do every month. Because it's going to be hard to find appropriate boxers slash MMA fighters to come together and agree to this. But, you know, once every three to four. Oh, let's see. Oh, I think this might be better. It's crisper. Now, how come you didn't go with the stronger Wi-Fi from the beginning? Because I didn't, I didn't notice, I didn't notice, notice the difference. My um, iPad didn't pick up that Wi-Fi. Uh, normally, it should pick up that Wi-Fi better. But this is the five G Wi-Fi. I'm, I'm not very tech savvy. You seem tech savvy. I'm not, I'm not that tech savvy. I love technology, but I hate it at the same time. Well, this is much better. Thank you for doing that. I think it was worth it. I, I was noting that you have been very nice to me. You were on some uh, little like uh, show back in August. You were talking smack, but I chose to ignore that. You were like talking. What I say? What I say? You were talking. I mean, these guys were talking smack about me, and you're like, "I like Ariel, but blah blah blah." You know what I'm talking about, right? Caused the well, whole war. I, I, I keep it real. I, I I like you, but I'm still kind of sour that you broke me broke me up. I bring this up every time. You broke me up. I had a, I had a good girlfriend. Yes. For we were together for four years. She yes. did everything I liked sexually. Everything. Right. Right. Everything. That's a good girlfriend. She did everything I like sexually. Right. We had some awesome sex, and then you you got you asked me some questions. It ain't your fault, but you asked me some questions that end up costing me millions of dollars in lawsuits. So, but, but you I said it's not my fault. You said it's not my fault. It's not. It's honestly, it's not your fault. But you be Thank asking you. some some questions that that, that that gets me fucked up. So let's put it that way. But we're cool now. No, well, you just made fun of me. I ain't said shit no. to you. <laughs> no, because that show led to a whole big thing. I don't know if you know about this. Right. And the whole big thing. They were talking about, I I only got the job because they turned, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? 10-7, Hiawani. I mean, it was just like, it was a bloody massacre. You you heard about this, right? No. But you're on my side, right? Who, who's the other person? You know, Brendan. I'm on Brendan's side. He's Come on, man. What are you talking about? He picked you up in a Prius. Yeah, I heard, I heard you guys. I, I heard you, yeah, he did get me a fucking Prius. <laughs> didn't he? Dude, listen, this is something I didn't say. On the way back, he got he got me he got me an SUV, but the fucking um, shocks was out in the back of the fucking SUV, and it was a bump ass ride all the way home. I was oh. like bouncing up and hitting the ceiling. <laughs> I would never do that to but you. But you ain't. But you ain't never. You never sent for no car for me. You never sent no. Car we had mutzel ball soup do- together. I took you on a date. Pecan pie up in this. You know, every Thanksgiving, people send me that clip. You know that clip? Why you got to call it a date? Come on. Are you, hey, hey, let's be, hey, let's be, let's be, let's be, let's be real. Come on. Are you, are you kind of like sus? 
It's no. 2020. It's 2022 almost. You can no. be honest about it. I'm, are you sus? I'm. Uh, I don't know what that means. If are you asking? What are you asking? I'm married happily. Is that what you're referring to? I've, I've heard. Of, I've heard of people having um, two lifestyles. Stop. Get it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. Hey, listen. I'm not going to judge you, Area. I'm not going to judge you. I honestly, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I I, I don't care. In, in, I don't care either way. Honestly, I don't. I don't judge people for what they do behind closed doors. But you say a lot of sus things, and I just want to know if one of my friends sus or not. So I know if wait, if, so we're if friends. We share a locker room. I know, and I know, but still, if we ever have to share a locker room, I just want to make sure that you ain't no Peter Gazer. I don't know what that means. But that clip that you had, where you got, they got Pecan Pie up in this she. <laughs> <laughs> I love Pecan Pie. It's the, did you have any on uh, Thanksgiving? No, I didn't have, I didn't have, I went to uh, a Brazilian barbecue restaurant. Come on. Brazilian barbecue? I was, I was working in Dallas. I was working in Dallas. Well, you can't get turkey there? Listen, baby. I sacrifice I, no, I sacrifice my Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, you can't see this belt because of the because <laughs> no, the green screen, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't see the belt. Yeah, the green screen fucking up the belt. Fuck you, green screen. Fuck you. I don't like this green screen now. Can't there it is. It there it is. <laughs> <laughs> MMA, MMA is on the map now. Everybody knows that we the best fighters in the world now everybody knows that now respect yes and it was nice to see you and matt mitrione together i mean there was a lot of nice reunions right yeah 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 i've always liked matt mitrione him and and brendan was the only two guys i could think of on our team that that i really got along with uh me and titties i mean me and uh (laughs) dara show now we we was really cool at first until we was cool at first yeah and but but Matt made your own man. We always been cool. When's the last time you talked to Daryl? It's been years. Okay. Um, when you were on my show in August, my return show meant a lot that you would come on the first episode. It really did. You told me that there was a chance you were going to fight Shannon in December. Oh yeah, yeah. What we happened? We was looking at December. We was looking at December, and that's what Shannon. I let Shannon. You know, I let him take the lead. Because he was going to promote the fight. You know, MMA guys, we don't know anything about promoting our own organizations and boxers do. So he said, yeah, he, he had some investors that was um, interested in everything. But um, I don't know. You know how rich people are. They, they're they really smart with their money. And I think they foresaw this uh, inflation and all this stuff coming. And I think they, like, wanted to see what was going to happen or something from, from what I hear. So I think the investors that that was really excited about uh, putting on the fight, I think they kind of like uh, back backed out just to see what the inflation and stuff was going to do or something. I don't know. And so there was no fight in December. So um, well, Shannon talked to Triller. And here we go. I've been doing the show a long time. I've heard a lot of Fakakta reasons for fights not happening. Inflation is the first time I've ever heard. Inflation used as an excuse for a fight not happening. Bro. What the hell are you talking about, man? What are you talking about, man? man here you go. Here, here you go. Here you go again. You don't believe in you don't believe in inflation. I don't believe inflation was the reason for the fight being canceled or not happening in December. Hey. God damn! <laughs> hey, you gonna believe in inflation when it start when 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 people around you start charging you money for the oxygen you breathe that big ass nose? <laughs> Fuck you! Trying to talk. This I'm just telling you what they. I'm just telling you what I think happened. That we had some investors that was that was interested, and then 
they said they wanted to wait and see what happened, and they pulled out. Okay, all right. So, see, I don't pull out. I don't pull out of nothing. That's why I got four kids. And with my money, I wouldn't pull it out. Hey, speaking of those kids, how about your son making his amateur debut winning, right, just a couple of weeks ago? Oh, yeah, I'm so proud of that boy. You know, he made, he made, he made me really proud because he had a real tough fight. And I told him, when I heard about the fight, I told him, nah, I don't want you fighting this kid because I want you to have a debut against somebody who wrestled, you know, who who's also having a debut. And, and the kid that he fought had just mauled somebody in like in October, a couple of weeks before he fought my son. And uh, my son said, he said, I don't care. I just want to go out there and fight. And my son went out there. He got put in the deep tri- uh, guillotine in the first round. Man, I thought he was about to tap. He said he was about to tap too. And he fought his way out of it, showed me he had heart. And he came back and got a referee stoppage in the third round. So proud of that kid. Wow. And uh, how nervous were you? Like, I mean, were you, I, I can't imagine what that must have been like. Man, I was sweating bullets, shitting bricks, man. I was nervous. And, you know, cornering your son is, is something totally different. You know, I, something, my first time experiencing something like that. You know, I'm not a coach. You know, he's, he's coached by the great Antonio and, uh, McKee, and he trains with, with AJ McKee. And and, and um, baby slice and all those guys over there at body shop that uh, you know he has a great coach so you know but um, Antonio couldn't coach him because that was his show he couldn't have anything to do with it you know uh-huh. he had to be neutral so I so I had to be in his corner and stuff and he listened he listened he listens to me he he did uh, what I told him to do for the most part but you know he has he has a long way to go so I want to keep him amateur for like maybe nine more fights or more. Oh wow! Okay, and uh, but he's gonna go for this. Like he wants to make a career out of this. That's what he wants to do. Wow! Do you talk to Anderson Silva about this? Because his sons are fighting as well. You know, I just did a movie with Anderson Silva, and he oh. brought my son. My son was on set and was on the movie and stuff too. And he didn't. He didn't even tell me his son was fighting. Oh, his son's I good. Didn't know. Yeah. Oh, he does yeah. kickboxing. I know what, what? Oh, how old is his son? Mm, I think early twenties. Khalil, oh, I follow yeah. him on Instagram. This kid is ripped. He looks really good. Yeah, what weight class is he? Mm, he's smaller than his dad. I don't know exactly what weight class. Maybe in New York, Rick. Yeah, my son is fighting at 170 right now. 170, okay. Well, uh, you know what? That'd be cool that we can get some, uh, you know, some, some MMA fighters and have their sons fight each other later on down the line. That'd be cool. That well, I wasn't trying to book a fight between them. I was just looking for something. No, no, I'm not trying to book a fight between them either. I'm just saying that'd be cool. I didn't know. His son's fight. I heard Benley's son was fighting, and my son said that uh, he would like to fuck up Benley's son one day. Oh damn! He did say that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Marvin Eastman got a son that's fighting, but he's been training stuff for a while. Marvin Eastman's son is a beast. I want, I want to put my son against him. Man, no time soon. How old are we? Are we getting right that now all the sons of the fights? You know, like the, you, Vanderlei, you, Marvin Eastman. I feel like we're getting really old now. The sons are fighting. Yeah, man. That's that's what happens, man. Father Time is undefeated. You just gotta be on his side, I guess. So you're officially done with MMA, right? No, I never said that. That's who's, what who's I saw these that? articles. Everyone said you're done with MMA, you're gonna turn to boxing. I never I never said that shit. Crazy. They were quoting you. I'm not No, they're not they're not quoting Making me. I never said I was done with MMA. People, people misquote. Can I sue them for that? I need a, a yeah. That's, million that's called. Back, uh, that's called. Yeah, because I, because I, I, I took the money from you, right? Yeah, I need. Yeah, you took. You took like. Uh, you cost me like three million dollars. Come on, it like keeps going up now. every time. The number keeps going up. Yeah, 
Yeah, because inflation. lawyer fees. Right. And inflation. inflation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that money. It ain't the same. I should shoot for five because it ain't the same money no more. Right. That's true. That's true. Um, but okay, so so you're not done with MMA. No, I never said that. So what is your status within MMA? I'm single. <laughs> ready I'm, to I, mingle. I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm single. I'm ready to mingle. I always wanted to do a boxing match, and I want to get that out the way before I retire. See, if Congo can still fight his old ass, I still got a couple more years in me. I, I just got stem cells. All I got to do is get back on track, get my body back back together, and it's coming. Can you see that? Green screen won't take that. Yeah, it's coming. That. I'm getting back in shape, y'all. Look at it's that. disappearing, though. Yeah, look no, it. I see It's it. coming. What are, we, what are we at right it's now? It's coming. Fuck you. Don't be asking me no personal fucking questions. <laughs> it ain't none of your fucking business where you're, we at. You're literally... I'm... T- I'm, I'm, I'm you I don't great. Fuck, but don't you be asking me no fucking personal questions. Don't ask me where we at, motherfucker. I just showed you my God showed you the fucking gun show. Be happy with that. Don't be going all into my personal business. I think I you look got great. No fight coming up. Well, thank you. Well, you do have a fight coming up. You said March, Shannon Briggs. Oh, that's coming up, huh? Yeah, they talking about it. it ain't signed yet. Okay. Though. And will it be boxing or will it be this? Uh, you know, the type of fighting we saw on Saturday. I think it'd be the triad shit, though. To be honest, how do you <laughs> how do you feel about that? Uh, I think it's entertaining. It's, it's going it's going to be hard. It's going to be a new challenge. I think it's very I think it's very entertaining. I think that um, if they if they keep going with the way great they're going and, and do things right, I think it'd be around for 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 a while because um, evidently um, it seemed like every MMA guy was happy with their pay. I didn't talk to any boxing guys, but they was really happy with yeah. the way they got paid. They got paid. They got paid a lot of good money. Uh, Frank Mercer, he, he made more money uh, that one fight than he did in um, UFC. The Brock Lesnar, yeah, he said on he my show. Oh, he said that Frank Mercer was really happy about his pay. Well, I, I saw. I think you said this. You said if I'm Bellator or UFC, I should be worried right now, right? Did you say that? I did say that. I did say that. I think I think um, Bellator and UFC should be worried because. Of two things, I don't want people to take it out of text. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that uh, this will ever replace MMA because MMA still has its place. Like we're the best fight in the world. You know what I'm saying? And and you know, we proved that this weekend. But some of the MMA fighters that are that are not happy with with their with their pay or their contracts, how are you going to keep them in a contract when they can come over to the trial where they know MMA was once dominant? And and probably make double or triple the money they was making in UFC or 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 or, or um, Bellator, especially if they have like a little following, a little name, they can sell tickets. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, here's my worry: they spend a lot of money on like Metallica and things like that. I'd rather that money go to the fighters and not, you know, waste the well, money. Well, the money going to the fight. Those guys got it. Those guys got. They they have deep pockets over they there. They do. All right. <laughs> yeah, they ain't worried. They ain't, they ain't worried about that because. You know what? It was good that they did with the Metallica. Uh, uh, I was talking to uh, some fans that's up there. Some of the fans, they kind of knew my name. They kind of knew who I was, but they wasn't fight fans. They were Metallica fans, but they knew who I was, right? And they was talking to me, and they was like, we didn't even really know there was a fight going on this night, but now they said they're a fan. Uh, so it was small they did. So they turned some Metallica fans into fighting fans. Oh, so wow. Some of those, some of those fans were they weren't even MMA fans, so they don't they don't even really know about MMA that, that stuff that much. They was talking about the triad. What is what's this? They're fans now. Are you? So was, bi- I think it was in jeans. Are you a big Metallica fan? 
No. Doesn't seem like your type of music. No, I, I, I've, I've heard some of the songs that they played before. I've heard some of the songs, like maybe in movies or something, but no, I'm not a, not a fan of Metallica, but that don't mean I don't, didn't like them. Sure, but sure, sure. I thought what I thought what Trilla did was was genius. They they had two different fans. They had Nick Cannon there. They had Fat Joe. They had uh, Eric B up there. You know, they 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 had like a, a mixture of, of people that and everybody that brought fans to to check out. One thing they had boxing fans on one side. MMA fans on one side, they had a bunch of ring girls and the ring girls was doing something over to the right. I didn't see, I didn't see the pay-per-view because I was there. So I'm sure they probably showed what the ring girls, they were like they were doing dance routines or something. They had a bunch of dudes all around them. That's probably where I would have been if I was a fan. I'd be hanging around the ring girls. A couple of times they cut to you and you were dancing up there. I was happy we was winning. Listen, the first fight, help me, help me out with the, with the names because you know I'm bad with names, but Jacob Thrall, that's his name. Yeah. I think he, I think he won, won that fight. Okay, and then I've been hearing from a lot of different sources. I was too close to the fight, but I heard um, people thought Matt Matron won because this is the judges' first time. You can't really fault the judges, but Matt Matron he used the rules to his advantage. First, they kept stopping him because they told the referee that you can't grab the tape, but that's, they got to change that because you you need to grab the wrist. Right. And they he, kept they stopping. They were trying it. to say, "No, you got to grab the forearm." They yeah. kept stopping. You got to grab the wrist. So. There was a couple of discrepancies. He's that's the way, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Close enough. That we need. That we need. Yeah, thank you. That we need to work on. And I think that um, I think it's going to involve in some very beautiful. If they can, if they can get the judge and then the referees and everybody on the same page. Well, I think it was a great night for MMA, especially since you know in these mixed fights here, MMA has been, you know, other than Anderson, MMA keeps losing. So I thought it was great. You know, MMA had a, a victory over boxing especially when you count, you know, some of the names involved, there were a lot of, you know, Kubrat Pulev is a legit name. In the, and I know he won in the main event, but I think most people thought the boxers would, uh, you know, smoke the MMA fighters. So I would imagine it was all because yeah. you, you were coaching the guys, you were giving them pep talks and stuff. No, no. I, oh, I was trying no, to give you I credit. Had nothing to, I, no, I, you know me, I keep it up. I, I, don't, I don't deserve any of the credit. Those guys are already trained for their fight. Me and Frank Mir and, and, uh, and Jacob Thrall, we... We we worked on some stuff, and then girl Alexa, she she came. I can't I, I can't remember Alexa Cope. Uh, I think that's her name. Mm-hmm. We we worked on some stuff. We trained one day. Uh, Matt, I mean Frank Mir was um, showing a lot of stuff, but I can't take no credit. Those guys those guys put in all the work. I was just like a team captain, and me becoming team captain was something that they threw in you know last minute. I only knew about that like a a, a week and a half or so before the oh, show. Wow. And, um, and I talked to I talked to everybody, and I told everybody that. You know, I I try to give him like a little, um, you know, little, little you know motivation. I just told him like we were doing this for MMA to um, get you know boxers to um, respect MMA, and you know I had confidence in them, but I didn't know any of those boxers, and a lot of those fighters I didn't I didn't know uh, what they what they you know I didn't know much about them, but all of them came to fight, and uh, I'm really I'm really pr- proud of uh, Platinum Mike Perry because. Mm-hmm. He came already all the way back. He got dropped, and he came all the way back. It was a really close fight. I'm surprised with the judgment that they that they gave it to him. And I think that was the main reason why Matt Matreon uh, kind of got the bad decision because I think some people complained that uh, Matt Perry because I know Shannon. I mean Shannon the Cannon was complaining that Matt uh, that Platinum won, and he 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 was thinking that the other guy that his opponent won. And so I think that's kind of why Matt Matreon got 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 screwed over. 
I feel like you and Shannon are actually friends. Like you guys are too funny together. Like uh, the the chemistry is off the charts. I I think a lot of people think that because I do like to laugh. Like if he says something funny, I'm going to laugh. And I never met another fighter that can that can uh, that can go back and forth with me with with like making fun of each other and stuff like that. Uh, is you know is he an asshole? Yes. Is he annoying? Yes. Do I hate the guy? No. But you know we we're not friends. You know I think he has a big mouth, and I want to shut him up. But this is this is a first for me. Somebody that can actually talk shit and 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 funny with it. But the guy's annoying. He says, "Let's go champ way too fucking much." I don't know how his wife put up with it, or his kids, or anybody that lives with him. How do they do it? Well, I like the fact that you're doing movies again. This is great news. Yeah, yeah I've been doing movies. What what what's the movie called that you just did with Anderson? Oh, I did a movie called uh, Lord of the Streets, and oh. um, the movie. It went so well, and Anderson is is a great actor. I'm so surprised that Anderson could even could even act. To be honest, no disrespect to Anderson, I was just surprised he could act. And the movie itself went so well that they wanted uh, to do a sequel. Damn, is it like one of those like straight to DVD like blockbuster sequels or? No, nah, no, nah, they they it's not straight to DVD anymore. Straight to streaming, I like QB or some whatever whatever channel that Fox bought, whatever streaming platform that Fox bought that. It's a lot more money than making movies to go straight to the streaming platforms and versus going to uh, um, theaters. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't a, a huge budget movie. It's a low budget movie. And it moved on to $3 million is considered a low budget movie. And, you know, I'm not I'm not above doing low budget movies, especially something fun. I got to be a crime boss. I got to kill people and stuff like that. That's, that's just fun for me. I think that you could go and do like comedy, like nothing to do with fighting. I think you can, you know, like you could be Jamie Foxx esque or like uh, Kevin Hart esque. Like you don't, you don't need to be associated with any type of fighting movies. You're that good. I know, I know, I could do it as well, but those opportunities are not knocking at my door, right? So why do you think that is? You know, well, uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I say this if I get sued by the UFC. So, oh, for but, real? Um, you think so? All I, all I, yeah, all I can, all I can say is. After I did the A team, some organizations made it really hard for me to do other movies. Just put that out there. Yeah, that's, I got you. That's all I can put out there. I feel you. Damn. You know, I, I signed, even now, I can say I, can say I signed. I can say I signed with one of the biggest agencies in Hollywood, and they didn't do shit for me, and I felt like it was on purpose. Ugh, that depresses me, man. Uh, actually, I actually I know. It was on purpose because now they own the UFC. Oh, you know for real? Yeah. After all these years. Yeah, that's why. I did, that's why at the eighteen, you didn't see me in nothing. That's good. I know. And then, and then it just a lot of things left a bad taste in my mouth. I'm, I'm, I'm walking up to the UFC, get ready to fight, and I got a big Reebok con- contract. And then the UFC like, oh, we we don't know Reebok. You can't have Reebok then. Next thing you know, the UFC got a big Reebok contract. And then I'm like, man, what the fuck? Now, now where's Reebok and the UFC? Where's their relationship at now? Both of them fucking yeah. shady on that deal. You know what I'm saying? I, I, that left a bad taste in my mouth, and that's why I left the UFC. And then the UFC told everybody that I retired. So everybody think I retired. And I went, went to Bellator. And, and most of most of the, uh, the fans that that don't that didn't decide to follow me on social media or whatever, 
actually thought I retired. Whenever I walked down the street or somewhere, whenever I went somewhere, people came up to me and like, man, I wish you hadn't retired. Like, man, I just fought a couple of months ago. They were like, where are you from? I told them Bellator. I'm like, no, and they had no idea. Most most of the fans that mainly watch UFC thought I retired. So that's the narrative that they pushed. And and they knew that I wasn't going to fight for them as long as they had their Reebok contract. Because I was talked about that. If Dana, if Dana would have fucking gave me some gave me some money, like, hey, man, Peyton, I'm sorry, because Reebok did for you, huh? Here's a check. I want to say his shit, but he didn't do that. What if they reach out to you to be in the Hall of Fame? Would you accept it? No, nah, fuck them. Well, I don't fight for no Hall of Fame. I don't fight for fame. What what's the, what'd you get from for being in the Hall of Fame? No, but I just never like to be honored. Fame. To be honored. No, I didn't fight. I didn't. I didn't. Fight, I didn't fight for to be honored. I fought for honor, and for and for you know a career, pay my bills. I didn't fight to be famous. But I if, never. I never fought to be famous. If they call you up and say we want to honor you after your UFC career, we want to honor you for what you did, UFC seventy one, the great fights. Will you accept this invitation to be inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame? You say no? I say no right now. I say, honor me with a fucking check. You know what I'm saying? Fight, MMA fighters, we don't, we don't, we're not like uh, baseball players. We're not like football players. We don't get no pension or nothing like that. Those, those guys get in the Hall of Fame, they got pensions and all that shit. We don't get, we don't get that shit. You know, honor me with a check. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I got a lot of you know, injuries and pain for making the UFC a lot of money and, and selling a lot of pay-per-views, selling a lot of tickets. And I, what I what I give a fuck about being in a, a Hall of Fame to be famous. I don't I don't I didn't fight to be famous. When I first started fighting in King of the Cage back in the day, the sport was was a baby. Nobody nobody knew anything about the sport. You know, I could walk around and enjoy my life. And, and and enjoy my dates and enjoy times with my kids out in public. You know what I'm saying? I can I can enjoy being at the airport without people fucking handling me for pictures. Why the fuck why the fuck I wanna be famous with a bunch of dudes that wanna buy me drinks and, and shit. Why I want that. I love I love Rampage fans, but I, I don't I don't I don't love fame, being famous from dudes. I tell you one thing, don't be hundred percent if it was if it was a lot of chicks coming in the mix and stuff too. <laughs> Then I wouldn't be saying shit. <laughs> if I was, if I was, if I had some chicks coming up asking me for pictures and autographs and stuff like that, only time chicks come when you see a dude standing behind them, a dude sent them over. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want the fans to take it the wrong way because people don't understand me. I'm not saying that uh, I'm bothered by the fans or nothing like that. It's just that uh, people don't. Some people don't understand. Everybody that do stuff don't do it to be famous. I get it. Some people do though. A lot of people, but everybody not the same. By the way, your cameo is fantastic. Your cameo, the ones I'd be doing for the fans. Yeah, yeah. You know why? Because I, because I really do love my fans. So yeah. when They're my hilarious. fans order something like that, yeah, when they order something like that for me, I want to give them the best. You know, I, I really do love Rampage fans. I got nothing but love for all Rampage fans. And still single, huh? What can we do about that? I feel like you need some love. Yeah, you life. can't do a, you can't do a damn thing about that. I, I'm I'm happy being single right now, but you know. Come on, no one's happy. Uh, maybe, may, yeah, yeah. I'm happy being single. Maybe in a couple of years, I might try to look for for the um, right woman to settle down with, and, and you know, saying get married so I can grow old with somebody. But right now, man, I'm having my fun. I'm 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 playing video games and you know all I want without you know. You know sometimes you're in a relationship with a chick; they want to do stuff, they want to do this all the time. Like, I'm like, look here, little mama. I'm tired. I just want to sit here, play video games. You know, 
maybe play with myself later, sure, you know? Sure, sure, a, a reality show of Rampage looking for love, I think, would be huge. Not like your other reality show, which got us into another mess of a situation. You remember that? When you wouldn't talk to me for like a year, it was horrible. When you made fun of my reality show. I mean, come on. I was just keeping it real. I was keeping that, it 100. No, nah, no. Nah, that was your opinion. Come that reality on. show was... That reality, <laughs> that, listen, that reality show was bomb. Listen, but this yeah, it was a bomb. They didn't give... They, I, I know they didn't give me. They didn't give me like a creative. They didn't give me creative. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was a. It was a. It was a one line comment. It was a one line comment. You got so mad at me. We're in Montreal, my hometown. You won't talk to me. You're walking by me. I mean, it yeah, broke my heart. You. We're eating matzo ball soup one what? day. The next day, you're walking by me, breaking my heart. My mom yeah, was so sad. Yeah, fuck you. Cause, cause guess what? Cause guess what? If you t- if you did some shit, and it sucked. Yeah. I wouldn't say it publicly. You know. What? I would just say. I would just text you. I would just text you and tell you like. Hey, that shit you doing sucked. <laughs> I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it publicly and, and like you felt betrayed, mispromoted. I felt betrayed. It wasn't it wasn't that you said it like you could have texted me like Rampage, what are you doing, man? That shit sucked. But you said that shit on your fucking show, and that's hate. That's hate shit. I'm trying. I'm trying to do stuff outside of fight. You can't fight all. all you're the time. right. You're I right. You know what? I, I apologize. I, I apologize. Thank you for your apology. I think I think I can have a dope reality show if they give me like creative. Rights and stuff. That those, those people, Paramount and stuff. I did that shit with they. They were they were too arrogant and they won't let me do. It. They won't let me do what I want to do. In one episode, they let me have an uh, idea. They, gave, they let me do one idea, and that was the best one. And it was the last one because because they was trying to trick me. It really wasn't a uh, reality show. It was only supposed to promote my fights. They, they only played it to promote my fights, but that's not what a reality show is about. So. It's, it's like I had some like some raw deals, but man, I think I kill a reality show. But right. I don't want a reality show like everybody else. I don't want no rampage dude for love. Flavor Flay and Ray J, they already did this shit. All right, I'm just trying to hook you up. Just trying to help you out. I was really happy to see you in the mix last week. It was great. It was fun. You did great. You looked great. The beard was fantastic. The jacket was even better. You're looking slim. You're looking spelt. Your son's winning fights. I mean, everything's looking up. You're fighting in March. You just broke the news right here. Breaking news. Done deal. Rampage. We versus... ain't signed no contract. <laughs> I'm joking, we I'm haven't signed joking. a contract. I'm joking. I'm just messing around. I'm just messing around. You got a nice no, new apartment no. over there. You got snazzy head. Balls. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Life is good. I miss you, Rampage. Life it's, is good. It's always great to talk to you. Thank you for coming on and for still being my friend. I'm still your friend for now. Respect. D- hey. You, 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 we gave you, we gave you a, I gave you an opening right now. I had crazy deja vu of the first time we ever talked in person. I was wearing a black shirt. You remember what you said at the end? No. Oh man, I th- I just got crazy deja vu. I said, and you took yeah, the microphone and you said, "This is this is rampant. And then you said, "These nuts in your mouth." <laughs> you remember that when you were slapping me around? Why you? Why you still remember some guy saying these nuts in the mouth? Listen, why, it's why 2009. I'm talking to Rampage Jackson. I'm scared. I'm sweaty, and you're slapping me, and it was the greatest day of my life. And, and you still remember from 2009 some dude talking about putting these nuts in your mouth? Yeah, there it is. There sus, it is. Man. You sus, bro. <laughs> See you, Rampage. Thank Go home you. and kiss your wife. All right, bye bye. There he is. Look at Rampage looking all good. Man, Rampage is the man. You got to love him. All right, uh, great stuff there. He did a great job on the Triad Combat card. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if they put together that Shannon Briggs fight. Now, um, Thank you very much to Rampage. As you guys know, we're very big in Australia. Uh, lest we forget, 
I have it right over here in case you didn't uh, notice. Lest we forget, the, uh, the Adelaide Crows have recently adopted me as one of their own. It was a big deal. It was big news, massive news all over Australia, from Western Australia to Eastern Australia. Is that even a thing? I'm not sure, but uh, they were dancing in the streets. This was bigger than the decision when I announced my allegiance to the, uh, the Crows. We fly as one. And so when I saw on Saturday that George Cambosos, ferocious Cambosos, uh, picked up the big win on Saturday, junior, of course, uh, over Teofimo Lopez. The takeover was no more, but everyone was buzzing at the Hulu Theater in New York City, not too far from here, Madison Square Garden, after this massive victory. I believe last I checked, according to GC, he was a plus 950 underdog, and uh, it's one of the biggest upsets of the year. One of the best fights of the year. One of the, uh, I mean, just, I mean, if you, if you miss that fight, again, like I said, even if you're a casual boxing fan and you know what happened, just go back and watch that fight. It was incredible. First round was amazing. Tenth round, he gets dropped. First round, he drops him. Tenth round, he gets dropped. Comes back, wins the fight. People were worried that he was going to get screwed. It didn't happen. All the drama afterwards. I love this sort of thing. And now he holds all the belts, all the cards, saying, come meet me in Australia. And uh, I was given the opportunity to talk to him. I said, yes, I would love to talk to George. And so without further ado, let's go to the Zoom machine and say hello to the ferocious one, the pride of Australia. There he is, George Cambosis. Wow, in front of himself. That's a pretty cool setup, my friend. How are you? I'm doing very well. And obviously, uh, we had a great battle a couple of days ago. And uh, I'm excited to be uh, joining you on, the, on your great show. Oh, it's a, it's a great honor. You know, we, we don't often get the opportunity to talk to boxing, but we're huge boxing fans here. I don't know if you heard the news, George. I know you're very busy, but uh, I'm now a member of the, uh, the Adelaide Crows. Is this, uh, is this good for you? Are you? A lot of people were mad at me when I picked the Crows. How do you feel about this choice? I'm more of a Sydney Swans okay. kind of fan, so uh, we're going to have to get you a Sydney Swans jersey. Obviously, being a Sydney boy, but um, it's all right. You, you're on the right road there with the AFL. All right, cool. Uh, and I love the Nike SB shout out right over there. I'm a big. I I feel like you wore that sweatshirt for me. Is that uh, is that true or false? I'm a big Nike I did, SB I did, guy. I did hear you like your, your, your Nike SB. So um, this guy, I uh, I got it for you. This well, one. Respect, respect. Could you even put into words, George, what the last 36 hours of your life have have been like? Like, how do you even describe this? Look, it's it's been a long, hard road, you know, to, to get to where I am. So. You know, people are saying, has it sunk in yet? You know, do you believe it's, it's real? You know, I've manifested this so many times. I've seen this. I've envisioned it so many times. And, um, you know, no, it, it's, it's already sunk in because I knew I was going to be champion. You know, before I even stepped inside them ropes, I believed in myself where many didn't believe me. I was a huge underdog. I was not meant to even last one round. But, um, you know, I came in there with full belief and, you know, the victory – Went the way it was meant to be. I am champion of the world now. What a what a fight! But what a road to this fight, of course, with the purse bid drama and the cancellations and whatnot. I remember when when Triller won the purse bid. Everyone was like, "A, this is too much money for Lopez. It's a mistake." But also, like against George Cambosis, like what well, he's gonna he's gonna get smoked. This is not a fight worth that kind of money. How much did that stuff piss you off? And how much did you use that stuff as motivation? 
Um, look, I got so much motivation from my family, from my kids, you know, from the passing of my grandfather only two months ago. So, you know, all that other stuff, you know, it, it is what it is. It comes with, with, with the game. It's part of the game. Um, no, it didn't really, really frustrate me too much. I didn't get too much motivation out of that side of things. I was here for a mission. I was here to, to do a job and uh, to win this fight by any means. That's why I said in the press conference, victory by any means. You know, if I was going to take him out in one round or, or brutally destroy him over 12, you know, I was prepared for, for whatever way it went. Uh, your grandfather, who you just spoke of, who passed away two months ago, that was George Sr., correct? Yes. Yeah, my grandfather, George Cambosis. And um, look, it was a hard time, but I haven't had the time to grieve him because I'm so embedded in this fight. I'm so fo- I was so focused on, on winning this fight. And, um, you know, the last time I spoke to him, he was so excited. He couldn't wait to watch. And, you know, a couple of days later, he passed away. So, um, look, that's life. Sometimes these things happen. And um, I know that he was there with me. I felt that presence, you know, when I was in that dressing room. And, um, you know, we did it for him. You know, that victory. I know he's up there and he's, he's enjoying that victory. He's telling everyone, that's my grandson. Uh, isn't that cr- I, I think I read... Did you have a son on the same day that your grandfather passed away? On the same day. That is crazy. Uh, my, my son came first, and uh, a few hours later, my grandfather passed away. So, um, look, it's 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 meant to be. You know, the, the the motivation, inspiration I got just from that. You know, and when that happened, I trained that night. You know, any other fighter in the world, you know, would have not even thought about training, but I trained that night. That's how much this fight meant to me. And I said to myself, if I can go through that today and still train and still be so focused, what is Lopez going to bring to the fight? How is he going to break me? He can put me down. He can hit me with his best shot. I'm still going to be here. I'm still going to be standing. And um, you know, that's the way the fight went. And I was prepared for, for whatever way. Were you at all concerned over the past year that this opportunity, for whatever weird reason, would pass you by with all the drama, with the cancellations, that you would get screwed over, that they would figure out a way to screw you over. Was that ever a concern? Because this was some kind of drama. I mean, how many how many fights were you offered? How many dates came your way? Five, six? There were a lot of dates, a lot of uh, signed contracts. But, um, you know, I just stayed focused. I kept that tunnel vision. And I knew I just, you know, a fighter has that feeling. And, you know, me and Lopez met each other back in 2019 um, in June. And we took a photo. We were both rising contenders. And that photo was tweeted out and I retweeted and said, this is a future mega fight. And I knew we were going to fight. I knew that that destiny was going to be something special, me and him. A fighter feels that. So um, I knew throughout all these these postponements, these dates, all these problems, that we were going to settle it in the ring. We had to face each other man to man. And uh, what a show. What a show we, we put on. A great fight. Now, the fans got got their money worth, and um, I think it done justice. I know it took so long, but the fight, you know, it, it made up for, for lost time. I've uh, read a lot of pundits who wrote over the last uh, day or so that, you know, that wasn't the same Teofimo Lopez that we saw against Lomachenko last year. And I'm not sure if that's giving you enough credit. Do you feel, obviously, he was, you know, fighting a little recklessly, and it looked like he was trying to end the fight early. But do you feel like that's not giving you the credit that you deserve to, to blame this more on what perhaps he didn't do or what he did wrong as opposed to what you did in your presence out there? No, my presence and what I did in that fight and that game plan and the mental games I played you know, psychologically broke him down months and months ago. And I believe I broke him down when uh, we had that press conference originally on the Jake Paul Ben Askren uh, fight. You know, so the way I brought myself to that fight and what I'd done in the rounds 
and especially scoring that beautiful knockdown, which I said I would. I said I'll catch him early. If I don't put him to sleep early, I will catch him and hurt him. And um, that's what changed the fight. You know, when you're hurt, and I believe he was concussed um, through that fight, you know, that's what changes the fight, not what Lopez didn't do. It's what I did and what I presented myself throughout them rounds. And uh, I broke him down. I could fight him every, every single day, twice on Sunday, and he will not beat me. I would beat him every time. And um, it's just going to get worse and worse. But I know he wants nothing to do with me now. Uh, just curious, going back to that press conference, what did you do psychologically to break him down? I'm fascinated by this. Look, I just say it the way it is. But I, I, I chip away at certain things. You know, I, I spoke about his, his weight issues to make the weight. You know, his um, sacrifice and dedication to the sport. You know, I felt like he was you know, enjoying it too much, enjoying the bright lights. And that rattled him. That got under his skin. But the most important thing is what is when we faced off and went eye to eye. That's when you really see, you know, what a man is made of. When I looked inside his eyes, I could see he was soulless. You know, there, there was fear there. And when he looked inside my eyes, he saw that this Cambosis from Australia, who shouldn't be here, who shouldn't be taken out in a round, is actually here to fight, has got no fear. He's coming to take everything off me. And I think that stuck with him for a very long time. And, uh, you know, it, it, it went the way, you know, it was meant to be. And so speaking of the way, you don't think he's going to try to rematch you? You think he's going to go up and wait and be done with you? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm hearing that he wants nothing to do with me. He might go up. Um, that's on him. You know, I'm just focused on, on bigger and better things now. And I've got all the belts. You know, I'm the, uh, I'm the top dog now and um, I'm the shot caller. So I'll be able to, to pick and choose what I want to do. How much did he hurt you in the 10th? No, it, it was my mistake. You know, I was actually uh, angry at myself when I came back uh, in round 11 in, in the corner. I made the mistake. I got a little bit carried away. The crowd was going off. You know, it took a long time for this fight to happen. So I wanted to give the, the, the crowd and the fans their money worth. So, um, you know, I lost my composure and he caught me with a good shot. But like a true champion, I got up, I shook it off. That was at a minute 45 to go against a big puncher that they say in Lopez. And not only I came back, but I finished that round strong. I went into the corner. I told my team and my, my corner men that I'm good. But you know what? I made the mistake. He didn't do anything special. And now I'm going to punish him for the next two rounds. And that's what I did. That round 11 was probably my best round of the fight. And round 12, I, uh, I closed the show and uh, won that round as well. Before they announced you as the winner, honestly, was there a part of you that thought you were about to get screwed? Um, no, no. I, I, I knew I'd won the fight. I, I believed that I, I, um, the judges would, would, would pick the right man. You know, I knew the world knew I won the fight. I had it, to be honest, nine to three. Um, obviously, we both scored knockdowns in between the rounds. And, you know, when the judges made the right decision, you know, it, it was a good feeling because, you know, many times in, in, in boxing, they make the wrong decisions. You know, the favourite or, or the big name, you know, gets the decision we didn't deserve it. But um, they made the right decision and, you know, the world is happy. The only three people that, that saw any different is uh, Lopez, Lopez Senior, and the other judge that, that scored it his way. You handled it well in the moment, but now a couple of days later, how do you feel about the way Teofimo and his, and his father handled the, the loss, you know, the interview and everything that they said afterwards? Yeah, look, um, full respect there. You know, he, he's a young kid. I just took everything away from him. He caught, you know, uh, it, it was a punishing fight. I landed some very heavy blows, you know, some very hard shots, 
shots that, that would have taken out a lot of guys as well. Uh, he threw his all as well and couldn't, couldn't put a real, real dent in me. Um, it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to sit there and be angry at, at the kid. You know, it was that emotion. You know, when you take something off, you know, someone, especially in their own backyard in front of all their people, you know, it stinks. I'm sure when he looks back at it now, he, he, uh, he regrets it. I know he did lose a lot of fans. I know his own people were, were booing him and, and literally wanted to walk out of that arena and, and were angry. So um, that's just a mistake on his end, but he'll learn from it. I was watching an interview with Eddie Hearn uh, after the fight with IFL TV. They do a great job. And uh, in the middle of the interview, uh, your father comes in. He's walking down the hallway and he starts telling this amazing story about when you were a kid and uh, you were presented with a schedule you, you were doing. I think it was rugby, right? Um, if memory serves me correct, yeah. And, and you were also doing a little boxing. But then one day uh, they, they told you at the gym that, you know, boxing was going to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And that coincided with your rugby schedule. And so your father said, basically, it's Thursday. By Monday, you have to decide, are you going down the rugby path or the boxing path? And you chose boxing. Uh, a, is that an accurate story? And B, ultimately, why did you choose boxing? It is accurate. That that is uh, you know part of part of my story. You know, I loved rugby league as a young kid. You know, I wanted to be a footy player, rugby league player. You know, I would sit there and watch every single game. You know, throughout the the, the, the weekend. But as soon as I fell, fell into boxing, I fell in love with the sport, the raw combat, the man to man. You know, fighting and you got your team and your team is so much a part of it. But you got to do the business at the end of the day. It's all on you. And I didn't have that in rugby league, but. When I lost all my weight, because I was an overweight kid, I was bullied at school. Um, you know, the, 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 the boxing is what saved me. That's what helped me lose that weight. Now, so I, I fell in love with the sport. Now, the rugby league got better, and I had to make that decision. Where was I going to go? What path was I going to take? And, um, you know, boxing was the ultimate path. I had that boxing bag, you know, on the Monday when my, my, uh, you know, my dad came home from work. He goes, what are we doing? We're going to the boxing gym. I'm going to be champion. And, wow. uh, you know, all the years, years back, you look now and, you know, he's still there with me. You saw that raw emotion when, when he lifted me up, you know, all week he's, he's had that, that emotion. You know, he even didn't take a step backwards from Lopez Sr. Yeah. You know, he's, he's the real warrior, my father. And, uh, you know, we are side by side. We don't, we don't sit there and have any ego. We don't battle it out. You know, we are side by side. We are one. And uh, it's a good moment, not only for myself, but for him. Yeah, he's a great character. I love his passion and the way he supports you. Um, I, I'm curious, like those kids that bullied you, do they have any? I'm sure they know who you are now. Do you ever hear from them? Do they apologize now? Uh, many years ago, when, when I started picking up some, some titles back in Australia, they uh, did reach out and, and message and say, Man, you're a machine. You know, we're yeah. going to support you. So, you know, that's the way it goes. You know, that's, that's the way the, the, when you start doing good things and obviously in the fighting business. Now, they might think, okay, he might have some flashbacks and, and come looking for us. So, uh, you know, they straight away got in early and, you know, settled things nice. But um, it's been, it's been a, a long, hard journey. This journey has been no easy road. You know, I came from the local shows, the, the club shows, selling tickets, getting my commission money, $5, $10 on each ticket, you know, to be able to, to provide and, and get to that next level. Um, this is no, no lucky, you know, break. And again, in that fight, you know, everyone loves a, a knockout. Everyone loves, you know, to take him out in that first round, but I'm happy I didn't. You know, I'm happy that that right hook that I landed clean in the first round was a, a knockout blow because I showed a lot in myself and a lot of people would have said it was a lucky shot. Mm -hmm. 
No one expected me to be there for 12 rounds and go through it all, go through all the adversities and still be there and win that fight the way I did. Now, that's what a true champion, that's how you earn your, your, your belts. It was nice to see your old training partner, Manny Pacquiao, show you some love. H- how many rounds would you say you sparred against Manny Pacquiao over the years? It was roughly around 250 rounds, wow. three world title campaigns. Um, you know, to see that message, that tweet from him, you know, was, was, was nice. You know, we're very proud. And he said it back in 2018, he goes, you're ready to be a champion. And I said, Manny, my time will come. It's not ready yet. My time will come, and uh, you know, I know he's very proud. And, you know, I, I did it. My time finally came, and I, I joined this club. Yeah, joined the, the world. I know you caught a little bit of heat when you you were helping him prepare for the fight against your country mate Horn. Um, yeah. Did you ever regret that at the time? Did you feel like you were turning back on your country? Because I know he was upset as well, and 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 kind of insinuated that you were a traitor. Did you regret that? Did you feel like maybe you should have stayed out of it? No, never. Um, that was my opportunity. You know, that, that experience that I got you know, from, from Manny in that first camp, and he saw something in me. He, he, he saw that, that young fire that he used to have, and that's what fired him up. And that's why I was with him again and again, and he continued brought me back into his camps, and I was his lead sparring partner. But um, I've got a good relationship with Jeff Horn as well. That's water under the bridge, and... Uh, you know, he actually ended up winning that fight against Manny Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. You know, close or not, uh, whatever the world wants to say, it was a good fight, and um, you know, he did get the decision at the end of the day. So, you know, that's that's your road. You know, your road is you're going to have these things, and you look back and um, you say, you know, I took the right road, I made the right decision. You know, you can't sit there and um, you know worry about someone's feelings, even if they're your own, your own countrymen, because if I didn't do that, I would not get my opportunity be there with Pacquiao and get that experience and open up them doors and I tell you that sparring with Manny Pacquiao helped me in that fight he said I hope it helped it did help because he saw so many glimpses of Pacquiao's style and what I brought on Saturday night I'm happy to hear that you and, and Jeff are, are good now because I, I think there was a time where you said that you guys were going to have to fight uh, but now it doesn't I don't, I don't think the Australian fans want to see that happen you're good there's, there's no fight coming between you guys in the future no, no, I think Jeff is, uh, his time is done and, you know, he's done a lot for Australian boxing. Yeah. You know, he, he did it to a point and, um, you know, when it's time, it's time, but now it's, it's my time. And, um, you know, I'm the, the leader of the pack and I'm the face of Australian boxing and, you know, it's been through, through a lot of hard years. Uh, like I said, not, not an easy journey, but, uh, through, through, through everything, you know, all the, all the, uh, people doubted me. I stayed true to myself and uh, I believed in myself and we're here today. Uh, I noted that uh, not only Australian boxing, but Australian combat sports kind of on fire these days. And I saw the UFC featherweight champion, Alexander Volkanovsky, comment on your page when you won. Are you a fan of MMA and these guys in particular, Volkanovsky, Robert Whitaker? There's a lot of great fighters out of Australia. Do you watch them? I am. I'm a a very good fan of of the UFC. You know, I love the sport. You know, I love combat sport. And, um, you know, me and Alex have a good relationship as well. You know, he's been supporting me. I've been supporting him. And, uh, you know, I said, I'm going to come back with all these belts. Obviously, he's the UFC featherweight king. I'm the lightweight king. And uh, we're going to help each other. You know, how good would that be? For me to sharpen up his striking, for him to uh, sharpen up my grappling, my inside game. When I do get in the clinches, to be able to, you know, use my weight and get a little bit sharp on that side of things too. So, you know, it, it's 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 a good thing because we are, we are both proud and we are both... Uh, you know, got to the top of our sport and, you know, we are both Greek as well. 
not only proud Aussies, but uh, have Greek heritage, so a lot of familiar, familiar um, you know, similarities. Yeah, so you're going to train together in the future? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. We're going to organize that when I get back, and uh, we're going to do a few things together, and like I said, sharpen up you know, his, his hands, which is super sharp already, but um, a little bit more always helps, and he's got to sharpen up my, my uh, inside game and my clinch game, and who knows? You know, you might see me uh, making my UFC debut you know, in the near future. Come on. You might be in boxing well soon. You never know. Is this something <laughs> you're interested in? Maybe down the line. Maybe down the line. We'll see. Okay. I love that. Um, before I let you go, next fight in Australia? Yeah, 100%. You know, I've had to really um, you know, go into the trenches, into the backyards. You know, this is uh, two former world champions and an undisputed champion all in the backyard in my last three fights. You know, time after time, proven, you know, the world wrong, being uh, the underdog in all of them fights, but still standing. And um, I haven't fought in Australia since 2017. It, it's, it's truly my time to go back home, fill out a, a stadium of 80,000 people and, um, you know, bring something back special to Australia, defend all my belts, all these beautiful belts, because, again, they're my belts, but they are Australia's belts as well. You know, they deserve this as much as I have them. Um, and you have Devin Haney on Saturday. You have Tank Davis on Sunday. If both win, you picking Haney? Look, the, the lightweight division is so hot right now. You know, I love the Haney fight. You know, I, I, I love the uh, Ryan Garcia possible fight. I love the Tank Davis fight. I love the Lomachenko fight. They all have good fights coming up. Um, the lightweight division is, is extremely hot right now. And, um, you know, we will pick, pick the guy who impresses most. But I, I do like the Haney fight. But um, again, there are so many good fights out there. For now, they got to show because I showed on Saturday night. And I showed the world what, what I'm about, what I possess, and I'm the king now. I'm the emperor. You are. You know, I, I, I've done it the hard way, and I've gone to, to the nations and, and taken out their best. What a great story! The world is truly your oyster. I know you're you're um, you're promoted by the great Lou DeBella, DeBella Entertainment. Uh, friend of the program, and you're a free agent from what I understand in terms of the outlet which you will fight on next, the zone, ESPN, they're all in play. Do you have a preference? Um, look, we'll see what works best. We'll sit down as a team and um, you know, go. we've got a very good team with, with all of us. And yeah, we'll see who, who works best. I've got my great manager, Peter Khan, you know, my father, Jim Cambosis, you know, my trainers, my, my, my coaches. Um, we sit down as a whole team and we'll make the right decisions. So you know, I love what Design done, but um, you know there are many, many great uh, people in the business, and we'll see what works best for us. Yes, Peter, uh, one of the top minds in the business as well. So, congratulations to all of you. Enjoy uh, the victory. Safe travels home, and and so lovely to have you on the program, George. I really appreciate you taking some time out. I know you're doing a thousand interviews today, so we appreciate it greatly, and uh, want to wish you all the best in your in your next fight, whenever it may be. Thank you. I really appreciate. It. Absolute pleasure to be on, and. Uh, Look forward to chatting again soon. Thank Absolutely. You. Take care and congratulations again. There he is, the man who holds all the titles at 135 pounds, the one and only, the ferocious one, George Cambosis. And uh, yes, he should fight um, in his home country. And with Devin Haney fighting this Saturday, you should watch that. And with Tank Davis fighting this Sunday, you should watch that as well. The man's got a lot of opportunities. Yes, Ryan Garcia is out there as well. Lomachenko, 135 might be the best division in boxing right now. And it might be the best division in MMA as well. If you look at the UFC's 135-pound division, Bellator's 135-pound division, it's pretty damn good. 
So that's very exciting. And I love that sort of thing, right? He's got his uh, his manager, Peter Kahn, who was working for Triller at a time. It's amazing how there's an influential Kahn in the world of uh, boxing. There's an influential Kahn in the world of pro wrestling, Tony, and also in the world of WWE, um, Nick Kahn. There's a lot of influential Kahns out there. But I love the business of boxing where you have this situation where, you know, this guy wins, George Cambosis, now you have a star. Now he's fielding offer from, offers from the different networks. He's got the other promoters coming out there. Is he going to stay on the zone? Does Eddie Hearn get involved? Does he go to ESPN Plus? Does he go to show? To, who knows? I mean, he could go to a million different places. Um, I love that. I love that dynamic of the business. So thank you very much to him and uh, to PR, PR man extraordinaire Fred Sternberg for hooking us up with that opportunity. I appreciate that very much. And uh, I hope you guys did as well. That was fun. Um, all right. So those are the interviews. In a bit, we're going to be joined by New York Rick, get his Rick's picks for the week. In a second, we're going to be joined by GC, who I don't believe shared the same belief in George Cambosis as George Cambosis did. Here he is. Final appearance. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Wow. This is amazing. This winter wonderland we got here. I mean, we're getting festive. Now, we did a bit of, uh, dare I say, a rehearsal earlier on. None of this was apparent. You were holding out on me. I, I need the shock value from you to this see is, the decorations live in person. This is amazing. In Are those real, real lights? Yeah. Yeah, man. I didn't mean They're, the ones in uh, in the menorah over there, but that's a nice touch. That's a very lights, thoughtful touch. The light, you like the accurate number of candles, too. Yes. We're going to be able to ride this the whole way through Hanukkah. What? I mean, this is as good <laughs> as it gets. This is amazing. Wow. I really now, is this correct? This. Is this the lineup correct? So you're, you're supposed to go right to left. Okay. So I my right, that's where I light it. So yes. it should be this one. Yeah, but can you... Oh, okay. there you go. Boom. Nailed Flip, it. Just yeah. like that. Now we're right. And then, just so you know, you always start... With the furthest one. Yeah. So let's okay. say on day three, you would go one, two, three, not three, two, one. Does that make sense? He just blew his mind. Yeah. No, uh, not that way. That way. This one right here. No, that's last. No. <laughs> Does it not just go in order? Is it not going to day three? We'll be right there. Yes, but I'm saying, I mean, technically, yes, but they're not going to be. <laughs> that is fun. That is fun. At some point, the light extinguishes, right? So now yes. you have to start all over. Okay. Now the question is, people okay. get confused. Do right, you start right. with the new now. one or the, the the oldest one? You yep. always start with the oldest. You know okay, what I'm I got you. Yes, I'm, I'm clear on it now. This Makes is sense. beautiful. Yeah, the lights, man. They're dollar, they're dollar uh, tree lights. They looked more, you know, red and blue and green. And now now that they're lit up, they're, they're kind of like pastels. They look more like... I kind of like it. You know, Easter or something. What a, rather what than a Christmas. difference this makes for the whole segment. Little uh, Christmas tree right there. Christmas candy tree. Canes. Mistletoe? This is, the, this is the Hall of Fame. No, yeah. no, no mistletoe. <laughs> oh, wait. Am I in the Hall? I'm in the picture. No, no, no. Look. No, I think that's just reflections. Oh, I was these like, are, wow. These are unfilled frames. We got our guy oh. Tony right here. Tony, but we don't have a picture, so it's just his logo. Do you guys re- do you guys see my face in the picture right there? Yeah. That's yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a nice life. reflection. Yeah, okay. Oh, wait, so there's nothing in there. 
These are empty frames. They still have to be filled. We need to, Tony has he made his clear run to the Hall of Fame quickly. Yeah. So there's Tony right there. We are we, we got him in. These will be filled eventually. Someone But there's nothing in that first one, is there? Yeah, there is, but you just can't uh, see it. We need to do a better job. I'll take it off here. I got a nice Velcro. Where is it? Velcro oh, there job he is, going. Tony. Look at him. Oh my god. Wow, you really worked hard on this. It's the uh the set development here, you know? Let's see if this will go back up. Yeah. I'm actually kind of nervous for in about 30 minutes from now. Oh, my God. Poor Tony. Tony will be back up after the show. I'm nervous about uh, – I mean, there's no chance New York Rick bought, brought anything. To He's going to have something because mine are creeping into his frame. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. But it, it is, I'm going to shut the lights off, though. You should, A. Yeah. Was there a moment where he was like, wow, you care more about this segment than I care about mine? And a little bit of jealousy maybe crept in. Maybe a little bit of, you know – Shame that he didn't put any thought into he's, it. He's Mr. Monday Afternoon. He doesn't yeah, need he doesn't need the decorations. He brings all right. He brings himself. Well, uh, happy Thanksgiving, happy Hanukkah, happy early Christmas. Same to you all. Merry early Christmas. Can't really say happy early Christmas. Yeah, it's not um, even December yet. It's not. Uh, last last uh, show in November. You ran the 10k. 10k went great. 48 minutes. Talk smack on the family. Oh yeah, my family. They. Three three members ran a five k, and even if you you know doubled their time, I still I would have still beaten them. My brother really? pushed. Yeah, my brother pushed his Damn. kids hour seven minutes. Mm. I beat him by twenty minutes. I mean, it was just too easy. So yeah, ten k was was easy money against the fam. And then you just you went ham on the turkey. Maybe oh, ham. As well. I actually didn't have turkey. I had a rotisserie chicken. Weird. Yeah, Why? It was, because it was just me and my girlfriend. So like it was a, it wasn't a big gathering. No point in cooking an entire turkey. Just did the rotisserie. I mean, you chicken. can order a half a turkey, something like that. No. Yeah, we just did the rotisserie chicken. Right. Made chicken salad afterward. A nice, you know, southern dish. Interesting. Um, watched a little football. Saw the Bills. Yeah, did see the Bills. Yeah, yeah big win. Uh, Georgia had a big weekend. I mean, I feel like it was a big weekend for you, other than the I bets, mean, of course. Yeah, 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 this coming weekend is the big weekend. Georgia-Alabama SEC Championship. Okay. Everything's on the line. I mean, 7 o'clock as the prelims are starting on this UFC Don't card. bother you. I mean, that the Georgia game is going to be coming down to it. It is going to be a stressful, like, 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not going to be good for me. It's, hopefully, hopefully it's not too stressful. Is that the team you care most about? Yeah, I mean, I just grew up with him. Like my my dad went there, so you know it's kind of part okay. of the family. He had season tickets, so like you know, I've been going to games since I was four or five. They haven't won a championship in my lifetime, so that is definitely the team I would most like to see win a title. Even though I do got my Brave stuff, I mean, the Braves. I mean, I mean, you are everything's that. coming up for yeah. old Georgia right now. Uh, did you see Get Back on Disney Plus? No, it I saw good. a lot of people talking about it. Yeah, it was good. I mean, again, I, I only Beatles saw twenty guy. minutes. Yeah, I'm not a huge Beatles guy. It's just, it's, it's, yeah, that's all I saw was 20 minutes. But, uh, and you had to watch like, the CFL. The CFL was great. Uh, Montreal, what's lost against the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who I guess we have to root for now as a result, but I don't really care at this point. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's just fantastic. It's a riveting theater. I just can't, I don't have to, more than 20 minutes. Like, where, where do I have the time? Um, all right, so how do we do on the picks? So we didn't win anything. We lost the parlay and we lost the single. We took the dog shot on Matt Mitrione. Plus four fifty, man. I thought I thought we had something with this one. Uh, he gets that huge knockdown early on in the fight. He's looking good through the first three rounds. You know, he, the line got steamed down from plus four fifty. I think it closed at like plus two twenty five. Really? Yeah, man. It, wow. it moved a lot. I was I was feeling pretty good, and especially after those first three rounds, that the analyst uh, on the call was talking about 
Uh, he was like, I think I'm going to have to give this one to Mitrione, four to three. I did that sad, you know, painful thing where I go on Twitter and I just type in Mitrione just to read all the tweets that are like, Matt Mitrione got robbed. Matt Mitrione yeah, should have won. And I'm just like, you know, just getting angrier, you know, seeing everybody agree with me, even though there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, you know, the good people over at Verdict, they said it was pretty controversial. You know, it was, it was a pretty close fight. He just kind of gassed out, man. He just, he, he kind of lost it at the end, man. He, he, he relied on the clinch a lot. Just wasn't able to get it done, but I felt good. I, I still would have taken it again at plus four fifty at that at that odds. I know he lost. He looked but great. Was, he looked great just, early on. He was just that close. I would rather be holding a Matt Mitrione ticket than a uh, than a Mir ticket. That is uh, that is oh, for that sure. Was bad, yeah. But I feel like most people saw that coming. Maybe not that quick, but that seemed to be the the toughest of all the matchups. Yes. Yeah. That was. Uh, it was not good. Um, the one thing I kept thinking about was imagine losing like that. Frank Mir is a legend. He has nothing to be ashamed of. For sure, but he said his, his son and daughter were were in his corner. I mean, that's that's one thing I always think about with those bad knockouts, though. It is like if if the family is right there to see it, it's it's got to be. But they're tough like to watch. a part of the team. They're in the corner. They're the ones who have to yeah. tend to him. You know what yeah. I mean? I just yeah. don't know if. And it was like a it was a bad like standing. It was bad. Knockout, it was yes. bad. Now you know his his daughter, as we talked about last week, is a fighter. She's obviously super tough. She's seen a lot at a young age. It just feels like a tough spot to put yeah. them in, you know. Should have jumped in earlier, do you think? I don't know. It was a standing TKO. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's, it was it's super tough. early. What, like, what time was that? By the way, dude. Like, as I was saying earlier, I don't want to say it too loud. You know, I don't want to piss people off, but it was kind of enjoyable, right? I enjoyed it. I, I watched pretty much the entire thing. It didn't take too long either. It was right. I didn't have it on the main TV. I had it on a nice, you know, side TV hooked okay. up the HDMI cable, all that, right. all that jazz. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Did the girlfriend I'm, watch? Yeah. Was she yeah. into it? Yeah, I mean, uh, entertained enough, yeah, to, to watch it. I had that and the, and the Teofimo fight going on, so. Teofimo got the main TV. Football got the main TV. Wow. Teofimo got the iPad. So there's a TV, iPad, and computer situation. TV, secondary TV. I hooked the computer up to the secondary wow. TV through secondary an HDMI. secondary TV. Damn. Yeah, and then we got the iPad going for the third I one. I didn't know Vox was paying you like that. Two TVs? Yeah. Yeah, two TVs, man. Uh, yeah, Bedlam was on. Bedlam was on for uh, oh, yeah, game night moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what got me to where I am now. Uh, yeah, I saw DC uh, tweeting all about that. That was uh, OK State versus Oklahoma. Yeah, it was a fantastic game, but uh, my non-MMA bets. Uh, I had Oklahoma State minus four and a half. Why didn't you share by... those? <laughs> well, it would have been a terrible beat because they, uh, they only won by four. They went for two late in the oh, game. Didn't get it. no. Yeah, it was awful. But I was on Auburn. I was on Michigan, so that was nice, but... Oh, yeah, Michigan so, yeah. beat Ohio State first time 10 years. Yeah, Everyone going yeah, crazy over yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. happened. Now I don't Georgia really pay stuff, attention. You know, the I know. You, you told me one time you despised college I football. I despise college football. I was watching, you know, I'm a, sort of a basketball fan. I was watching a little NBA. Couldn't help but notice it was a Knicks-Hawks game. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of been a great. It would have been a great time for a friendly wager. It would have been. It would have been. But you just you didn't want to do it. Man. I don't bet on the Knicks. It was a nice bounce back win, you know. I, I think we exacted revenge from what happened over. Yeah, there it uh, is. The, the gentleman sweep yes. in the playoffs yes. is the equivalent of well, a nice I mean, November regular season. What round. a weak move on your part to break that out. I mean, let me have my moment. All I was asking was if you saw the ma- the game, the match. I pay attention to the playoffs. That's yeah. when I start. Okay, and I then you just you bring out a game, you know, like a game recap from May. I should I should have had it up. I think I think for a, a small glimmer of time, I I think I had you ratioed. I think I had more likes than you. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's big moves for me. That man. is big moves. Yeah, I should have had it ready to go. A lot of haters. 
Um, so overall, we end the month of November with what? Because there's some discrepancy as to whether or not you are including these picks. In yeah, the I guess we're going to have to. I mean, you made a I good mean, point before the show. You really put my back against the wall. It's uh, November. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't think we were going to find Triller lines. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, right. yeah, the parlay. We, we didn't mention the parlay. Parlay is good. I mean, look at me picking a minus 1,200 and a minus 1,400. I'm you know, yeah. the sharpest of the sharp. Uh, then Tiafimo. Does not only does he not get the knockout, he uh, he loses straight up. He when loses. I realized, when I started realizing, you know that that tenth round knockdown, I thought he yeah. might get it there. Uh, but when I realized he wasn't going to finish him, I was like, well, I kind of want Cambosis to win. Yeah, if, if he's not going to get it done. What a great guy, huh? Oh yeah, man. He was about to give all the flowers to Tiafimo too, I and then Tiafimo rips the mic away and goes out sad, man. That was uh, I thought that was bad on Tiafimo's part to do that. I, I will also say that uh, I am so impressed. So you know this stuff interests me i'm sure it doesn't interest anyone else but this guy wins the biggest fight of his life everyone's talking about him i was looking at the the highlights last night on the DAZN youtube channel have over a million views it was number one trending video on on youtube on social media they were killing it they keep him around in new york he doesn't go fly home yesterday keep him in new york all the media talks to him they do all the media stuff yesterday on a sunday if this was UFC, any other MMA promotion, like everyone's gone by Sunday morning, right? Keep him around. And then if you weren't around yesterday, like in person, he's doing a whole media tour today, hence this appearance. Yeah, he kind of comes to the MMA. And then he goes home tomorrow. That's the way you capitalize on a big victory. Like how often does it happen that someone in the world of MMA, UFC, the creme de la creme, gets a big win and like they disappear? They don't do anything. I feel like UFC doesn't capitalize on it. You know, they'll do a quick uh, TMZ interview from their car, and it's like a five-minute hit that will get like 8,000 views. Like, this is the way you promote. But the difference is, and again, I'm getting into the weeds here, but I love this sort of thing. Like, this guy has a promoter. This guy has a PR guy. This guy has a manager, right? Like, they're all in the business of promoting him as opposed to just being like, okay, UFC, what do I do now? And what the UFC is concerned with on Sunday is promoting next week's event, right? Like right. Come, when Rob Font wins, if he wins on Saturday night, right? The thought process won't be how do we get Rob Font over? What media stuff are we going to do for Rob Font? It's going to be let's promote Poirier Oliveira. Yeah, yeah. Moving it, on to UFC 269. Just on like to that. the next one. On I mean, to the I've next always, one. I've always thought it's crazy how the UFC fighters always do the press, you know, after getting into these wars. Yeah, and then, like, they don't do anything the next days. I, I feel like it would be best to capitalize and, yes. and do what you're saying, like, continue it on. Especially, you know, when they came to New York a few weeks ago. I felt like that would have been the best thing to do. But, of uh, course. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I guess boxing, it's more about the fighter, though. I have to, uh, you know, I have to stop short. At, at, like selling my, you know, my, my, my like, 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 uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, not selling, um, sacrificing my firstborn son to get these people on the show on a Monday. Here's Cambosis being like, biggest show in combat sports. Let's go. We want a piece. Even though it says MMA in the title, who gives an F? We've evolved. It also says, I love when people say, is this the MMA hour or the boxing hour? <laughs> and then my response would be like, uh, is the show actually an hour? Like the whole, the whole name of the show is a misnomer at this point. Yeah, yeah, if you I want mean, to get technical, it, it, the third, you have, the third you have word is wrong, on, too. Any, anything on that isn't exactly MMA, though. They're going to fill it in. Is this the wrestling hour or the MMA hour? Yeah, every yeah, time. It's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Like, what's the difference? <laughs> just because he boxes, like, you're not interested in that guy? And even I mean, if you didn't watch the fight. The tab out. It's not that hard. Yeah, whatever. Um, all right, well, that's my little... But I, I do think... I, I know not every fighter can afford this, but I do think it's so crucial... If you're a top fighter, you have a proper PR person, you have a 
a guy who's out there promoting you, banging the drum for you, getting you opportunities. Do not rely on the quote-unquote promoter in MMA because the quote-unquote promoter in MMA isn't a true promoter, right? Like they're not looking out for your best interest. They're, they're actually supposed to be neutral because they're promoting both of you. And so when it comes down to, you know, actually having the, the media tour after the fact when you have a win like this, you're kind of left with, all right, what do I do now? Like, what did I see from Brandon Moreno after his big win? After Brandon Moreno beat Davidson Figueredo, I didn't see anything. This is the first time I could get him on the show six months later. <laughs> I'm asking him questions yeah. about a fight in June. Here's he Cambosis. Yeah, he's he great. great. 15 minutes couch, late. Too. The couch, yeah. 15 minutes late from his couch. Screwed everything up. I got the I got Cambosis people mad at me because we're five minutes late. I'm sorry, guys. But he was late, and then we got, you know, Rampage and his feelings. I gotta, <laughs> you know, I gotta give the guys the proper time. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, no. I mean, I feel you. So we got a lot to talk about this weekend. Bellator. Final Bellator. Of it. I mean, dude, we're losing fights left and right. Bellator lost fights today? Yeah, JJ Wilson, Lugo's off. Um, Murray had to had to get a new opponent. But what about the, the main event? The main event. Main event is still I haven't on. checked my Twitter. Main, main event is That's still That's the best on. part we, of doing the show, no checking Twitter for yep. three hours. Yeah, we also, uh, we also lost uh, Philippe Lenz in UFC already. We're a lot of guys that I was trying to bet on. I'm I'm losing already. So, well, as of right now, the current Bellator champ, although you know he's doing the right thing, Sergio Pettis, by giving props to Kyoji Horiguchi, who had won the Bellator title and then went to Rise and did his thing. Uh, he's currently the underdog. Yeah, plus one fifty five. Yeah, pretty big. Plus one fifty five. Live from Connecticut. You going? Nah, I wish. I wish. Why not? What's stopping you? I got I got other plans this oh, weekend. Okay. Oh, the plans. football. No, it's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah. But I do still I do have, other, have other plans. plans. Yeah. Um I'll be in LA. More on that later in the week, perhaps. Perhaps, yeah. Sergio Pettis yeah. on the show on Wednesday, by the way. Oh, let's go. Wow. Um and then Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo against Rob Font. Uh currently Aldo a plus one twenty dog, yeah. I'm seeing. Yeah. Plus one twenty, plus one thirty. I, mean, I know Font. some people that got him at like plus one fifty. Wow. Little surprising? I mean, Aldo. If you look at his non-championship fights, it's yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a little surprising. I know. I know a lot of people that are on Aldo this week. Yeah, Font's had some big wins, four in a row, coming off the win over Cody Garbrandt. Great fight, great main event. Wouldn't be surprised if it goes five rounds. Brad Riddell, slight dog against Hafel uh, Fiziev, which is a tremendous fight. That guy's amazing. I mean, there's a lot of good fights on the card. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun to break it down card. for sure. Jeez Louise, there's a lot of fights on this card. I didn't even realize Chris Curtis is on the card. I asked yeah, Chris before. Curtis I was like, is what? Back. When did this happen? Hey, the guy. action man. Uh, not show. getting much respect from Vegas again. I think he's like a plus 260. Where's he at here? I don't even see the line. You're saying plus 260, I believe. Oh, there it is. Plus 280, I see. Plus 280. Wow. It's Brendan Allen, minus yeah. 365. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we got a lot to talk about on Wednesday. A lot to get into. Any final thoughts? No. This is great. Yeah, still, great. Still building it. Still building yeah. it. We're, so we're going to keep this up until December. We'll keep it all through December, yeah. Yeah. And then when we get back for the new year, we'll have the Happy New Year banner. It's, this is what we'll I was missing. Oh, my wow, gosh. Man. The, the Hall of Fame <laughs> needs some work. The <laughs> Hall of Fame definitely needs some work. It is very cool that my face – I thought you did that on purpose. Like, oh, nah, I'm paying respects nah, to the host on, of the man. show. Nah. I do, th- but I, I really do think this adds a lot to the program right here. Like, even just looking at it right there, we've never, you know, set design. Set design. I mean, it looks good. I, I balled out at the dollar store. 
You know, you have a situation where it's like, let's say it's St. Patty's Day. You come, you get the clovers, you get this, you get that. If Everything, man. Uh, I'm going to be up on the holidays. I'm Easter, always going to have the decoration. We get the, you know, the, the bunny, the eggs. Boxing Day? Boxing I guess we won't day. be here. Well, in a, in a different world, I used to be really into the holidays in a different life, life yeah. different show. I, used to I, love, I love the holidays, you know, yeah. getting festive. But there's always like random ones, like every day, like today. You know what today is? No. Today uh, is, let me just look this up real quick. There's always a national something day going yes, on. Yes, that was my gimmick. Oh, you were one of and those And everyone people. stole it. Everyone stole it from me. Oh, Cyber Monday. Chadwick oh, yeah, Boseman yeah, yeah. Day. Wow. Oh, today's oh, his birthday. Oh, yeah, his birthday, yep. Um, oh, this is interesting. Uh, national Lemon Cream Pie Day. See, that's just... <laughs> who is observing that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you who's observing it. Daniel Cormier. Oh, loves the lemon cream pie. No, but any, any opportunity to eat pie, he's eating. Wow. Yeah. wow. <laughs> I thought you were cool uh, now. No, we're cool. We're cool. We're cool. We're cool. Uh, all right. Well, great stuff. Uh, so in the end, what's the final tally? How much do I owe you for uh, Movember? Uh, I want to say we finished down like five-something units. Um, I don't know yeah, what that that's, means. That's like, where we're that at now. In layman's uh, terms. I'm going to have to see where we're at with Movember and everything. I'm going to have to do the math. Okay. So you can't. You'll, you'll can get a bill. You'll, you'll, you're, you invoice you'll me. get billed. My people will be in touch with your people. Yeah, what's I'll, that? I'll what's that? QuickBooks. Send me a QuickBooks uh, invoice yep. thing. Yeah. That's how we'll get it done. Big December. Knock yeah. on wood. Big December. I'm looking coming. forward to it. it it's, a, it's, a, it's a shorter month for us, of course, because last UFC event is December 18th. Uh, yep. And then we'll we'll go on a two week hiatus. We'll come back for the awards, but there's plenty. There's uh, 269. There's the uh, Derek Lewis card. Technically, the fights uh, this weekend fall under the December category. And of course, uh, lest we forget Jake Paul, Tommy Fury, and the big Jake one. Jake Paul, one more Bellator event. We get we got combat yeah. sports for the first half of December. It's gonna be good. Frank Gore, Darren Williams was the yeah. one I was talking about. <laughs> Um, all right, there he is, GC. We'll check in with him on Wednesday. Thank you very much, and happy Hanukkah to you and yours. Very good chance that I'm the first Jewish person that GC has ever met, considering he's from Georgia. <laughs> Accurate or not? Accurate or not? I, I don't know if you were talking to me or not. I yeah, it was. My headphones off. Oh, oh what did you say? I said, am I the first Jewish person you've ever met? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> My roommate asked me about that oh. when I moved to Connecticut. He was like, am I the first Jewish person you've ever met? And like, I, I have just been giving him shit for that ever since he said it. Because like, you worked at ESPN and there are a ton of Jewish No, people. not because I worked at ESPN, because I, I You're grew You're from Georgia. Up, yeah, in Atlanta. It's a, uh, it's a melting pot of cultures. Right, I, right. I've known Jewish people my whole life. All right, fair enough. Sorry, sorry. I was leaving the room earlier, <laughs> and Connor was like, you're Jewish, right? To you? Yeah. Are he you? Wanted, he wanted help with the menorah. Are you Jewish? Yeah. Frankie's Jewish. No, I could, I'm not oh, I could have sworn he had a Star of David tattoo. I could have yeah. sworn it. Oh, am I the only uh, Jew on the squad? Uh, I think Tucker might be Jewish. I've always been confused about New York Rick's uh, Jew status. I can't really quite, yeah, I don't know. His mom texts me in Hebrew, but I don't know if he identifies. In fact, let's find out. Uh, without further ado, thank you, GC. Time now for everyone's favorite segment of the week. It is time... And now it's time to yes. open up your ears and your minds, MMA oh, fans. Oh, yeah. It's time for Rick's Picks. Rick's Picks. Rick's Picks are lots of fun. Oh, and thank you, Mike Pick, for this. Because it's, you already know what it is. Rick's Picks. Picks. New Rick's Picks, by the way. We girls, switched things up. Anything happen on social media since we started the, the show? the world by storm. Live from the Vox Studios in beautiful. 
beautiful New York City, it's time for Rick's Picks. Ah, uh, yes, there he is. Now, this is some kind of BS right over here. You're getting the, the trickle-down effect of his great backdrop. You brought nothing to the table. Mr. Monday Afternoon, I just yeah. show up and these things happen for me. What do, you, what do you want me to do? Nothing, not even a picture. After you saw <sighs> him decorating... You didn't think I'm, I'm maybe, a busy man. After the after this camera shuts yeah, off, you that's run it. out. You're out I'm of here. Done. I'm you done. You just showed up 20 minutes ago. First time I see you. I thought we were doing this via Zoom. If I'm being honest, I was gonna zoom in, but you know what? I thought um, I'm going downstairs to the grocery store. I might as well pop in. Okay. Uh, but otherwise, wouldn't have been here. Will you decorate the backdrop at all? Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think of what to do. Um, I admittedly didn't put a ton of thought into it uh, yeah. after I mean, after like... last week. Um, but we'll, we'll figure something out. Are you Jewish or not? Yeah, I mean, it depends. Well, technically, yes, right? Because my mother's Jewish and based on on the Jewish religion, right? If your mother's Jewish, you're sure. Jewish. Um, not a practicing Jew. Okay. Um, haven't been. Went to Hebrew school like when I was young, young. Um, but then, you know, after the hamantash and ran out, I was I was out of there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> after, after I got my snacks, um, I was out of there. But uh, no, yeah, I mean, Jewish. Jewish. Mom's okay. a Jew. Uh, dad's a Christian. You know who's also not a Jew? Who? O.J. Simpson. Uh, is that uh, the Adam Sandler? But guess Hanukkah who song? is? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hall of Famer Rod Carew. I wanted to make sure I was on the right track there. Um, well played, my friend. He converted. Frankie got it right. Yes, what do you mean? I got it too. Eh, you had to. Yeah, I got he, it first. He knew right away. He knew oh, right away. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm getting a lot of heat on uh, social media. I don't know if you can help me out here. Well, what are we getting heat for? Expert. Talk to me. Well, back on August 10th, um, yeah. I tweeted, and I quote, I wonder if all those Celtics fans who last week were like, bye-bye Kemba and join in New York, LOL, actually truly believe Dennis Schroeder is a better <laughs> option. If you say yes, you're lying. And now everyone's going back to that tweet and giving me a wow. lot of crap today. Ariel, the internet lives forever. Know yeah, this. Yeah. Should I delete um, it? What do you think I should do? No, should no. You should, lean, <laughs> you should lean fully into it. Okay. Um, you should make it your, your sole mission to pin the tweet, tweet through it. Yeah. As they say, uh, tweet through it. Yeah, pin the tweet. Tweet through it. Uh, go on a campaign against Dennis Schroeder um, is probably is probably a good move. Uh, make sure that he uh, knows uh, your displeasure at this, and uh, just hope that Kemba Walker is a viable basketball player at some time in the near future, which I'm not so sure is going to happen. This is really tough. Like I'm looking at the replies right now, and it's every everything is like in the last hour, two hours. Because I was, I saw. How, so a Celtics blog must have picked this up or something. I don't know, but uh, I saw someone, someone tweeted, "Stick to reporting UFC, big dog." And then I'm like, "Oh, what's this guy talking you about?" You know, you know Celtic who's a famed on enjoyer, a, yes. a famed Celtics fan, um, Bill Simmons. Maybe, maybe you've you've crossed him, and and uh, he's he's found this tweet and not a fan of it. Now here's uh, Edwards Kim who says, "Mr. Monday Afternoon." Yes, New York Rick is giving me Lisa G vibes. Who's Lisa G? Lisa G. I feel like I should know this. Lisa G vibes. I don't know. Is that like a pop star? Lisa. Let's find out. G. But I'll take it. Whoever Lisa G is. Lisa Glasberg is better known as Lisa G. Is an American radio personality. She's employed by iHeartRadio and can be heard on <laughs> WORAM in New York City. She's 65 years old. She's a woman. She's the author of the book Sex, Lies, and Cookies. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> maybe she just shows up. Maybe that's her gimmick. Yeah, maybe um, that's her gimmick. She just shows up to do a radio spot. But uh, Edwards Kim, prolific tweeter. 
what, 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 a, what a value to the MMA community he is. By the way, in the 90s, she hosted uh, a radio show on Hot 97 with Ed Lover and Dr. Dre. Not the oh, Dr. Wow, Dre, okay. the other Dr. Dre. Yes, I, I, I know this, uh, Lisa G. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. I didn't know uh, she's still doing radio, but God bless. Did you see Get Back, the uh, the Beatles? Not a big music guy. This is this is this is like incredible. I know documentary. Yes. Yeah, I know. I get it. And but it's not it's not Last Dance style documentary. Like there's yeah. no contemporary interviews. It's just like it's fly just on footage. The wall. Yeah, yeah. I've been it's seeing ba- a lot about it. It's basically what they would have done with the Last Dance documentary stuff if they just ran it all. Right. They just took out all the the, the interviews. interviews, but. To be honest, let's the interviews be real. were kind of the best part. The interviews were the best part. I know, but in this case, Michael Jordan taking that personally was probably the most uh, incredible thing that came from that. Um, footage of that was great. I, I think it all comes together. Listen, I'm not saying no, but right now it's a pass. All right, not my cup of tea. See, um, I knew I knew it was a Howard Stern thing. Uh, she was the Stern News reporter that reported on. Yeah, yeah, come on. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yes, okay, okay yes. She was in the early days. She reported on daily happenings in the headlines in Sirius Studio. Come on, AH. Yes. Oh, okay. I, I remember her. And this is the early days of Howard going to Sirius. Now, there I don't go. know why. You see, the thing is, I don't see the connection. But yes, Lisa G. Weird that that is not in her Wikipedia at all. Like, there's no reference to the Howard Stern days. Anyway, we spent a lot Just of time Just so on prolific. Lisa <laughs> yeah, Lisa G. Shout out. Did you enjoy Triad Combat? I did. I mean, I think. This is the first ex- time you were allowed to even like uh, report on it. Oh, stop. No, of the, my uh, the Antifada. <laughs> no, my, um, my expectations were, were not, I wouldn't say low, but I just, I, I had no expectations in terms of what these fights were actually going to produce. I, I think because of the weirdness of, of the triangular ring, um, I was willing to, to see how this played out before making a judgment. Um, and I enjoyed it. I mean, what was there not to enjoy? It seemed like it was an, an even playing field. Um, and, uh, I, I I I will say frankly that I thought the MMA fighters had more success than I expected. Yeah. Um, I expected the boxers to to have more success. Um, I think the ring really threw uh, quite a few of them off. Um, but uh, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a a good first outing. Let's see who they can continue to sign and and put in that ring. Rampage versus Rampage and Shannon, Shannon Briggs, Briggs would be <laughs> box uh, office. Let's go, champ. <laughs> I like how Rampage said he's sick of that already. Yes. Just I mean, no more. Kind of no more. Let's go, champ. Well, imagine how many promotional things and how much time they spend together. They seem like they actually probably have dinner after all of these of uh, shoving matches. Uh, thank God Nick Cannon was there to, to save the day um, and prevent oh, them from fighting. Right. Um, I, I, I am a little bit uh, burnt out on Let's Go, champ as well. Maybe just change it up. New, new catchphrase. Maybe it makes the uh, the Rick's picks list for Maybe. this week. Nah, I'm going to give you a, a teaser, a spoiler warning. No, it does not. All right. What do we got? Okay. First up, Dustin Poirier and the Good, Found- Good Fight Foundation. Yes. This is Rick first Rick's picks. Oh, we actually um, have uh, some B-roll. Or in the bar- broadcast business, you know, they I say P-roll. I, yeah, I didn't decorate the the back here, but I decided let's let's judge it up um, a little bit. Dustin Poirier, the Good Fight Foundation, gave away 300 Thanksgiving meals in Lafayette. They continue to do work uh, wow. in the local community. Not only that, but uh, Dustin spoke to MMA Junkies Mike Bond and saying they're partnering with Second Harvest Food Bank uh, for UFC 269 with the goal of giving away 300,000 meals to families in need. Uh, Dustin is auctioning off his fight kit as usual. 
uh, but they're also taking additional donations at no-hunger.org slash the good fight. So um, great stuff from Dustin and, and the Good Fight Foundation continued to uh, to elevate the game, raise the bar. I am thankful, uh, is, since we're, we're looking back at Thanksgiving, I am thankful that Dustin Poirier is in this sport and has uh, proven to be one of, one of the true menches uh, in, in the sport. Absolutely one of the true menches. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was quite good. How about you? Um, good, I, thanks. I got to spend some time with the kids. Uh, the wife was working. Um, she oh, she wow. often is on holidays. Um, but I was able to spend some time with the kids and my folks, uh, my, my mom and my stepdad out on Long Island. And uh, it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Did you like the menorah last night? As I said, not, not quite practicing. I mean, um, you no, could just no get menorahs. one of those. Uh, well, Alex Weber, our good I, friend, wants you guys to yeah. know that at 429, it's it's sunset. So you, you got to light that thing before you leave, uh, oh, GC. okay. Number two. He's going to have to light up the candles. <laughs> He's getting it ready. He's, oh, he already lit it up. No, it's too early. You can't prematurely do it. Uh, botched it. Uh, that's all right. We'll, we'll circle back to that. <laughs> um, what'd you do? How, how'd we spend it? Thanksgiving? Um, yeah. Played a little well, first of all, do you do you celebrate it? Yes, or, or I love it. It's one of sticking, my fa- adhering strictly to the, the Canadian calendar. No, 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 no. Um, listen, I get to do it twice. It's fantastic. Nice, and I yeah. like the American one more. It's a Thursday. The weather's a little crispier. Football. Um, no, we played football with the kids. I was extremely sore afterwards for some reason, even though I was covering my nine-year-old son and he was covering me and I was probably running at a 30%. He uh, wasn't really running that hard. And for some reason, I was super... Th- Sore. I did leave him in my dust a few times. Uh, a few Way cutbacks. Wait a Why are you showing off? Yeah, a few cutbacks, a few stiff arms, a few uh, doopsy doos, and <laughs> technical term. Yeah, <laughs> that and, route that uh, they famously run the doopsy do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, afterwards, we had a little meal. Some people came over. Um, I'm a big my my favorite thing on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Two things. I'm not a huge turkey guy, but I'll have it anyway. I do like the stuffing. I do like the cranberry. I like the the. So you're stuffing over dressing, by the way. Oh, I think we talked about we this talked last about week. You're, that. you're stuffing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm stuffing. Favorite thing. I love like candied yams. Amazing. Tremendous, especially with a little marshmallow on oh, top. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm also a big fan you're of my language. pecan pie. Mm. And this has nothing to do with Rampage, although he apparently yeah. loves it as well. Um, I love those things. Those are my favorite parts of Thanksgiving. Um, funny enough, I was thinking about Rampage because I was going to use on social media, but did not end up using um, the clip of you and Rampage walking in New York. Yes, and uh, it begins. It's around holiday time. It begin or it's almost holiday time. I think it's like right after uh, Halloween. It's you and Rampage walking in New York, and he walks over to a gentleman dressed as Santa in Times yes. Square, and he says, "What the f are you doing here?" It's not Christmas yet. And yeah. I was thinking that'd be some funny Thanksgiving content. Like, you know, your cousin who who you never see shows up for Thanksgiving, uh, but didn't pull the trigger on it. Uh, but it, it tickled me. I enjoyed oh, uh, that, is that a good moment. One. I mean, the pecan Rampage. pie, I think, is one that is uh, for sure not used enough on Thanksgiving. Now, uh, in case you forgot, that was in September. So it was wow. even more outrageous. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Times Square. So, yeah. you know, you could see Santa there in July. If memory serves me correct, it was the Monday after UFC 165, wow. John Jones versus Alexander Gustafson, back in I mean, the old a lifetime studio at this point. Yeah, on 34th Street, across from B and H, coldest uh, bathroom of all time. It was like a steel bathroom. Remember that? I don't. I'm trying to remember the bathroom, and now I don't. Oh yes, 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 I do now. It was I a makeshift now. bathroom. Like they they had like a toilet with like <laughs> three 
sides and you just Every, like in the middle of the office. It was the weirdest thing. Everything about that experience was jerry rigged and it, and it was fantastic. Yeah, and I have very fond feelings about it. Okay. Uh, second Rick's pick, George Cambosis. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you have to. Like, I, I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying not to go with the obvious, but the IBF, let, let's do this properly the IBF, WBO, WBA, and the ring uh, unified light, lightweight champion. Look at that. Um, the only belt he doesn't have is the one that Devin Haney is holding, the WC, WBC belt. Uh, five or six to one, Connor can correct me there, but five or six to one underdog, I think he closed as. Um, Completely counted out, and I thought the the line that he delivered in the ring after and, and has said since about they have the four kings because he was counted out of this, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're thinking about who, all these uh, lightweight title players. They have the four kings, but he's the emperor. That's a cold line right there. Yeah. Um, they can be the kings, but he'll be the emperor. Uh, shout out to, to George. I mean, that that is just an absolutely tremendous performance. 135 is amazing in boxing right now, and it's great in MMA. And isn't it weird, as I said at the very beginning, all these fights happening at the same time? Yes. Um, we are we are getting the fights that, that we wanted. Uh, I would like to see him against any of those guys. Obviously, I think the, the fight against Haney makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, exciting times. Really exciting times of boxing. And did you watch it? I did, yeah. I mean, we had the triad on one screen and, and uh, the boxing Showtime fight on the other. Showtime had a great uh, fight as well. It was nice. Sure. A, little, a little different, you know, not your typical Apex Saturday night. A little something different. You know, everyone has turkey. You have a little chicken. That's right. Or ham. A lot or of ham. ham's a popular uh, Thanksgiving ham? dish. I've had it before, not this year. Uh, I'm a big, I'm a big turkey fan. Turducken? Um, never had it, uh, but would try. Um, I'd try a tofur- tofurkey. Mm, yeah. um, I'd try any of that stuff. Um, but traditional traditional turkey on this side. Frank Dressing loves Turducken. One. Oh, really? Yeah. Frank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's very random, but uh, <laughs> we'll let it rock. Um, but uh, stu- stuffing, uh, stuffing or dressing number one for sure. Then I'm with you on the on the yams, the sweet potatoes. That that's definitely high on the list. Um, and then maybe turkey underneath that. Oh, yeah. Mac and cheese, I'm good with, Weird. but that's not really a Thanksgiving dish per se. Like I, I know that's a, a popular debate whether it is or isn't. Um, I think a lot of people go to Boston Market and get themselves some mac and cheese and they're thinking that that's what that is. Right. But um, I'm good with it. Mac and cheese can definitely show up on, on my plate. Um, but uh, not a must for Thanksgiving. Sure. You can have that it's anytime. a very Southern thing, I feel like. Sure. Yeah. I'm Look, don't get me wrong. I'm down. I'm down. Uh, but not necessarily Thanksgiving treat. All right. All right. Last one. Uh, Irish MMA fighter uh, Ian Coughlin. Oh, yes. Uh, shout out to uh, Severe MMA's Andy Stevenson for mm-hmm. – uh, bringing this to light. Uh, Ian, for those unaware, and, and you can see the tweet up here, uh, suffered an injury training in July. Um, uh, per the interview, he got, or for, per his account, he got thrown against the wall or floor, kind of like an in-between space while grappling. And unfortunately, uh, it left him paralyzed. He's, he's currently uh, paralyzed. And he's raising money for treatment that would give him a chance to walk again. Um, again, Andy Stevenson, shout out for doing the interview and raising uh, light for this. There's a GoFundMe uh, on Andy's Twitter, uh, if you can't see it here, it's at a n d y s t e one two three. That's the Twitter. Uh, you can find a link to that GoFundMe uh, there. Um, MMA community, let's let's help Ian out. What are they um, at now? Uh, let me check this right now. We'll check it live. We'll do it live. Yeah, that would be good. I was gonna do it live as you were speaking, so we wouldn't have to wait here. But uh, for some reason, my internet keeps going out over here. I'm not sure. I, I'm hooked up, but it doesn't. Uh... Rough, rough. Yeah, it's okay. 
Um, we'll get it. Oh, we're on the page. Here we but go. I saw uh, that they were... we're at uh, 24,000 euros wow. out of a uh, 73,000 euro goal. Okay. So 621 donations. Let's keep it going. Uh, fighter in need. Let's yeah. try and help him out. Horrible story. Really horrible. Feel horrible for the young man. Uh, but great job by Andy and Severe who continue to cover that region as well as anyone, dare I say better. And uh, yeah, you should definitely check that out. I retweeted it, I think, on Thursday as well. But it's uh, it's all over the place. And ugh, just horrible. I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you make your living professional fighter with your body to be in that predicament to be paralyzed, I mean, that Can't. is that is um you know unreal. Nightmare. Um, so pull in pull in for him and uh, let's help him out. Oh, sorry, one one more. We got All one right. more. Congratulations to my sister in law Polly. Oh, and my brother in law Mike. Oh. on the birth of their beautiful daughter, my wow. first niece, uh, Cassidy. Wow. Born born this morning. Did this just happen? It happened this morning. Uh, they're over in Hawaii. So it happened That's around right. uh, 7 a.m. our time, 6 a.m. our time. Um, but yeah, uncle. Uncle for the wow. first time. So shout out to them. Mazel tov. Mahalo. Aloha. Mahalo. Yeah. Are they Hawaiian? They are not. Uh, they just American, made the right uh, American-born Chinese, but yeah. made a very smart call. Uh, yeah. Or my my sister in law is American born Chinese. Uh, Mike is a white a white man. He's just um, a regular, just a regular uh, run yeah. of the mill. I don't know where he's from, um, but uh, made made a, a an executive decision and a, and a smart one to go over and live in. Well, what Hawaii. a great start to Cassidy's life. I mean, getting a shout out on Illustrious. the show in combat sports. Muzzle tough to the family. Uh, I was wondering if you were going to give a shout out to Diego Sanchez. I will. Hope go he feels it. better. Uh, he's been chronicling his battle with COVID yeah. on social media. Uh, seems like he got pneumonia as well. Yeah, COVID pneumonia. COVID pneumonia. Yeah, I didn't that's know that was I'm a just... thing. Yeah, uh, a combination of, of symptoms. Oh, my God. What a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, I actually got my booster shot on Friday. Was feeling the heat. Got mine last, last week as well. You did? Yeah. How'd you feel? Wednesday. I had a, uh, I had a rough night. My yeah. arm was hurting. I was having weird dreams, and then I woke up the next day and felt great. Yeah. No problem. Mine lasted a few more hours, but all good. Highly recommend if you're in the market. Uh, <laughs> but I do want to wish the best to uh, Diego Sanchez and hope Absolutely. that he makes a very speedy recovery. Also, Kevin Holland moving down to 170. That is very interesting. Good luck to him. And how about Bryce Mitchell? We're two days away from the big album drop. <laughs> That's right. I forgot two about Two days. This. Mark it on your calendar. Oh, Bryce held fight. out on us. Yeah, yeah, he held out. I mean, he played coy. In fairness, he did say he had something he couldn't talk. I, for the life of me, I, I will never understand why like they keep this so you know, close to the vest. And then it just like gets out. It's a tweet. I mean, you're on the show. You might as well announce it. But alas, I digress. Um, he's fighting Edson Barbosa. I mean, what a, what a fight that is. Clash of styles, grappler versus striker. Um, great fight. Don't hold out next time. Uh, but let's support, let's support his mixtape. No, I can't wait for that. I wonder if it, I, I need to circle back with him. Maybe we can. Uh, they might. They might. Uh, they might flag us on YouTube, but maybe we could premiere some of the songs right here on the show because we'll be on on Wednesday. You know. Yeah. I don't know if we could play it and then we'll get flagged. That whole music's tricky. Yeah, music is tricky. I just learned about that myself for a whole different situation. Uh, and then the Islam Makhachev versus Benil Dariush fight is first announced by uh, Ali Abdelaziz. 
Yes. Uh, breaking the. <laughs> Uh, I thought that that was a, a really... No, I was actually really happy to see that because I was afraid that they were going to screw over Benil Dariush. I mean, is this not? No. I mean, could he, have, could he have waited? Nine in a row and seven in a row. That means Gaethje gets the title shot. You don't think this is the... I feel like this is the most fair. And I feel like Islam needs that one big win. Like he needs one more big win against a top guy. I think there's a... I think there's a point of diminishing returns on this. I think this is a tough. You didn't like this matchup. I like the matchup. I like the fight. I like I like both of them. Um, I think you could make a case that they could have been next. Wow. Each after after uh, Gaethje gets his shot. Uh, controversially, I I don't know. I feel like people are coming at me for this, but I I think Gaethje deserves a, a title shot. No. Of course. Yeah. You win a fight like that against a guy like Michael Chandler. I kind of, I kind of throw away the the losses against Habib. I'm willing to Dustin, Justin. I I just toss him out. Like, sure, it doesn't it doesn't matter? He's not even in the division anymore. I'm good with exactly. erasing that from the expunge it from the record, and then we kind of just move on from there. Um, but I I wouldn't have been mad if Islam got next, and I wouldn't be mad if Benil Dariush got next. To be quite honest, well, you can't. You got to pick a side. Either you were rooting for Islam and then Benil versus Justin, or you were rooting for Justin no, let's and start then the Islam queue up. versus. I think this is what makes the most amount of sense. Either you're getting Justin versus Charles, which is a fresh matchup, yeah, and I think a fun matchup, or you're getting Justin versus Dustin too, yeah, love that, which fight. I think would be fun. And then you got Islam and Benil fighting number one contender fight, nine it in just, a row against seven in a row. What you know what you it want? is? It just feels to me this. This is how I feel about it. If it. If if Benil loses this fight, it's gonna be rough. It would have it would have all been for nothing. A veteran guy toward the toward the end of it I get what you're is saying. finally putting it together, and he runs into super prospect Islam Makachev. And, so you're and saying the ride ends. You feel there. for Benil? You would have gone with Islam look, versus Justin. Don't, Benil don't gets get me shot. don't get me wrong. I don't think this is. Uh, by any means, a foregone conclusion. I think Benil can very much win this fight. I think he's one of the most dangerous guys on the ground, underratedly so, um, in this division, and also proven himself to be extremely durable and competent on the feet. So don't get me wrong. I am not burying Benil Dariush. But if this is how his run ends, uh, it will be a shame for me. That's how I'm looking at it. Interesting. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Uh, Reminds me a little bit of Kurt Pellegrino back in the day. George Sotteropoulos. Sotteropoulos had 10 in a row or yeah. 11 in a row, something to that they, effect. They meet the, you know, the upstart. And that's it. That's yeah. the end of it. But uh, no, I'm, I'm not counting them out. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think this is a, a really competitive, strong uh, three three versus four, four versus five, I believe. Whatever um, Based on MMA fightings, global rankings. Uh, strong fight. Look at you referencing the rankings. Global Casey's rankings. thrilled. Uh, my son is uh, calling me on FaceTime right now. Should we make this into a thing? Are we going to make this a trend now? Well, I mean, he's calling me right now. Might as well pick it up. Hey, Ollie, I'm uh, live on the air right now, and you just called me. Do you want to say anything to the millions of people watching? No. Okay. Was there something important that I needed to uh, help you with? No. Okay. Should I call you later? Uh, Yeah. How was school today? Good. All right. Here I am. Are you proud of me? All right. Are you going to light the menorah? Yeah. Oh, here's Claire. She's here too. Hello, Claire. I'm actually on my show right now, so I'm going to have to call you guys later, okay? Bye. Bye-bye. 
let this be a lesson uh, to everyone who calls me during my show. I'm going to pick up, okay? That's just the way it is. If you're associated with me, you know, I'm picking up. That's just the way we're doing it around these parts. I think that's a fair rule. Absolutely. Okay. Best interview of the day, if I'm being honest. That right there? Yeah, I think so. That was pretty good. Very verbose. Um, all right. Great stuff. Anything else? That's it. That's all I got. That's all we got. All right. Thank you very much. There he is, New York Rick. Maybe one day we'll get that uh, segment sponsored. I mean, DraftKings pretty much took over GC's uh, segment, so we'll see. Maybe he puts a little TLC into the setup, you know, little pictures in the back, a little accoutrement, if you will. It would go a long way. I see. I mean, the tweets are just rolling into this old tweet. Can you guys calm down? All right, fine. I got it wrong, but guess what? It's only November. I mean, there's some time to turn things around here. Jeez, Louise, leave me alone. You know what? Brandon Moreno's right. Twitter is a cesspool. I might get off of it once and for all. We'll see who is happy then. Not you guys. I would be. All right, I think we're out of time. Uh, back on Wednesday, of course. Frankie, you can hit my music. Everything's done. We've uh, accomplished everything that we needed to accomplish. Big weekend coming up. Friday, Saturday, Sunday fights. Gotta love that. MMA and boxing, of course, I'm talking about. But Bellator on Friday, UFC on Saturday. Two very big bantamweight fights. One bantamweight title fight in Bellator. One potential number one contender or the fight to get you a number one contender fight. Coming up, Rob Font versus uh, Jose Aldo. And I have to say, it was great to have Rob Font on the show for the very first time. And, And the opportunity to talk to him in the past. New England cartel doing big things. Calvin Cater coming back as well. Don't listen to Chael Sonnen. Calvin Cater is not going to fight Dan Hooker. Looks like it's going to be Calvin Cater versus Giga Chikatse. Anyway, thank you very much to all of you. Thanks to DraftKings. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you to Rob Font. Good luck to him on Saturday. Thank you very much to Brandon Moreno. Good luck to him January 22nd. Enjoyed having him on. He's got a great esprit, right? A great joie de vivre, if you will. Thank you very much to Jan Bachovic. How can you not like Jan? How can you not root for that guy to get back on track? Appreciate his time very much. Always great to catch up with the one and only Quinton Rampage Jackson. Great job this past weekend. Triad Combat. Good luck to him in securing that fight against Shannon Briggs. And congratulations to Ferocious Cambosis Jr., Congrats on that big win, and enjoy everything that comes with it. Back on Wednesday, same time and place. Until then, I say peace.